Yo, 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 what's good? Thank you for coming to the House of Barf. I'm Chan Man. And before we get started, I would just like to emphasize that the content that we share on House of Barf is for informational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors and the information provided should not be considered as professional financial advice. Investing and financial decisions involve risk. And it's crucial to do your own research or consult with a qualified professional before making any financial choices. The opinions expressed on House of Barf are, are of our, our own and do not reflect the views of any organizations that we may be affiliated with. Please remember that past performance is not indicative of future results and the financial landscape can change rapidly. Always conduct thorough due diligence and seek financial advice from a financial advisor tailored to your personal needs and circumstances. By listening to this podcast, you agree that the host and in the future, if we have any guests, are not responsible for any financial decisions you make as a result of the information presented on House of Barf. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Yo, 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 what's good? It's Chairman House of Barf. All right. Start, got started, getting started a little bit late today. Uh, wasn't doing too much. Just probably up. Was was just up a little late last night. Um. So, but it's all good. Um. Doesn't look like I've missed too much. It's not like there was anything that was just jumping around like crazy, which I'm lucky for. Uh. But maybe I just haven't noticed it yet. So I'm just getting my stuff set up right now. Um. And let's get into this. Um, it's not like I have too many trades after yesterday though. Um, I did get a, a learning lesson. Uh, no need to rush if you're creating content and you want people to see your trades. Uh, no need to rush it. Just go ahead. Be cool. So this is actually something I'm practicing right now, which is, uh, trading while keeping the microphone on. But what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm putting the microphone like to the side. Um, so uh, you, I hope that you can hear me okay. And uh, I know um, I'm in an empty room, so there's a bit of an echo. Uh, let me real quick, I'm just gonna grab me a drink, just be some water. Uh, hope everybody's doing okay. It's a rainy day today in Maryland. Been raining like all week, actually. All right. Uh, but it's still beautiful. There ain't nothing that can bring me down. You know, seriously, I mean, I think there may be something wrong with me. I I, I mean, I'm pretty much, for the most part, happy. I mean, unless somebody fucks with me or something. But for the most part, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy to go. Let me check the Forex market real quick. Uh, I, I really just been fooling with USDJPY because I'm new to the Forex industry and I don't really, you know, I'm just going to stick with the big dogs. So I looked online and again, I've said this before. So I picked up, I, I, you know, I was looking around just like, who are the big dogs? Because, you know, and out of those big dogs, uh, I basically just picked US, just seriously, just threw a dart and uh, was like, all right, USDJPY. This is going to be my, uh, and at the same time, news was just 
traveling around JPY um, based on their, their they they're keeping their interest rates zero uh, percent. If I'm correct, I think I saw something that said they had a negative interest rate, and I think the United States did that as well. Um, so let me go ahead and see real quick. Uh, what does it mean when you have a negative interest rate? All right, let me see what happens uh, when there's a negative. When interest rates are negative, lenders pay borrowers to hold debt. Damn. Okay. Exactly. That's not what normally happens. Okay. Um, lenders pay borrowers for holding debt. Okay. So uh, hold this debt and we'll pay you for it. When normally, what's the difference? Because uh, when I hold the debt anyways, um, no, normally... You give them money and they pay you interest. Okay. So you have the bond. They give you interest. So on a negative, they're like, hey, uh, we'll what, give you money to hold this. Okay. Uh, I'll figure it out. But I think I saw something that said basically Japan was doing negative interest rates. I'll take a look at that in a minute. When interest rates are negative, lenders pay borrowers for holding debt. This means that someone gets paid interest for holding a loan, such as a mortgage or personal loan. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Okay. I see. If I was to buy a house, they would pay me to get into the house. Ooh, I like it. Um, or personal loan. Okay. So if they were like, Hey, take this loan from us and we'll pay you to take the loan. Okay. I like that. Because essentially, when you get a loan, I mean, you got all that interest. Uh, I've taken a few personal loans lately, and you take out $15,000, well, you're really just getting 14 or 13 or 12 something. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to take that interest right away. Uh, so in this case, you take out a $15,000 loan, you're going to be getting $16,000, $18,000 off jumps. Uh, because they're going to pay you to take this debt off of our hands. Um, okay. And then I guess for the duration of a loan or however, uh, I guess you don't have any interest uh, or if anything, they're actually paying you monthly. Okay. Uh, I would see, I'm going to look in. Oh, and actually on uh, the next here, let me see. Um, as such, banks lose out while borrowers benefit. Okay, so I just saw something that says uh, Bank of Japan, see, uh, yeah, I was just talking about this, uh, keeps negative interest rates unchanged. Uh, December 19th, 2023. Still haven't fixed my read aloud tool. I don't know. One day it just went away, uh, but I'll go ahead and read this. Uh, the benchmark rate of negative 0.1% is meant to encourage banks to lend more in businesses and consumers to borrow more, spur the economy, to spur the economy. So we were just recently going through this not too long ago. Um, uh, not going to get too much into the interest rates, but there's different levels. Uh, let me see. Um, there's different levels of interest rates. 
what are the different interest rates? There's prime rate, uh, the rate for, okay. Um, let's see. There's discount rate. Uh, don't quote me on all this. Let me see if they got like an image. It, the, the picture would help me a lot better. Uh, so the, the primary is, if I'm correct, it's like the rate that the Fed gives to institutions, gives to the banks and whatnot. Okay, so that's the prime rate. So based on that rate is what we're going to get. So it's kind of like, you know, you know, I love my trap stars. I hope you stay out the trap. I hope you realize that you have a beautiful mind and you're really intelligent and that you could actually, unless I don't know, unless you're part of like a cartel or something, you could use that opportunity to channel that energy um, and to do, do something beautiful. Uh, looking at Tim Cook, I mean, the guy is probably, I could be wrong, the guy is probably a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm not saying that he's not a genius, but I'm pretty sure you're just as smart as anybody like a Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, Mark Zuckerberg. Don't get it wrong. I know these people are geniuses. More so, if I had to guess, they channeled their energy. You know, so. Uh, but I like talking to my trap stars because I want them to know also there's someone out there that's rooting for you and cheering for you and willing to even go uh, to death for you. I mean, because if you think about it, if I keep encouraging trap stars to get out the trap, it's very possible that one day maybe somebody get up and set and be like, hey, we want you to stop talking that shit because we, we have these little youngins that we love to brainwash and you're fucking them up. We got this little 12 year old, 13 year old trying to trade cryptos when he needs to be outside selling my dope. <laughs> it's like, nah. But seriously, I really care about y'all. I mean, because, you know, growing up in the metropolitan area, you know, you, you kind of grow up in the best of both. Well, I don't know if it's the best of both worlds, but you grow up around the, both worlds. You grow up where, I mean, you got the Barack Obamas, I mean, uh, the, uh, the, the Obama family, the former President Obama family and First Lady. Um, I mean, in the area, Joe Biden's in the area. Trump used to be in the area. Uh, the, I, I remember uh, multiple times driving past. I can't even remember what the, is it Constitution Hall? I can't remember what building it is right now. It's not the Kennedy Center, but uh, what what club did I used to go to? Was it called Lux? I think I used to go to Lux. And I, it, it wasn't really that bomb of a club, to be honest, but everybody was there for a little while. But regardless, and looking over and there's there'd be this building uh i can't remember the name of it if, if i'm correct if i'm in the right area and i'm like man that building is popping what's going on over there and they'd be like oh uh you know president barack obama is ha having a ball or uh some president's having a ball or whatever also you grow up in these areas i mean we got senators uh we, we i think we had a senator get shot at a baseball game um you know january 6th i mean all that happens right there and then on the other end, we got some of the uh, underprivileged, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, lower income families. I don't even know all the areas. I'm not even going to pretend to shout them out. Um, I, to be honest, I really don't even be going to a lot of different areas too often. Lately, I've just been kind of chilling by myself. But uh, when I was uh, a little younger, I was in the areas and not even just in bad situations. My pop used to take me to these areas and was like, hey, we're going to read books to these kids. We're going to uh, we're going to give them our shoes. You know what I'm saying? Um, my, my mom still loves this this day uh, where I gave my shoes uh, to a kid. Um, uh, it, it was like a little kid 
I was like 12 or 13, but he was a little kid, but he had a feet size just like mine's. And he, I guess he never had a pair of dress shoes and I had dress shoes. Um, and I gave him my dress shoes and, uh, his mom, I, I believe started crying and that just touched my mom so much. She was like, that's just so beautiful. Um, and I can even tell you about this one area right now. It's, uh, this area, Oxen Hill. I'm not saying it's the worst, but it, you know. All right. So I feel like they've kind of separated Oxen Hill uh, from Oxen Hill MGM. So MGM came and built this big ass casino. Everybody's always in there. Um, to be honest, I've been there probably three times. Um, I'm not huge into gambling like that. Uh, everybody gets it confused. They're like, hey, you do the stock market, you must love to gamble. And I'm like, dude, it's really not the same thing. Like, uh, if I get it, if you make a lot of money, then you could open up an account and give that to your children. Um, also, if you open up an LLC and you turn it into a sport, now that I would do. I would do that. I would open up a, a business um, and turn it into a sports betting business um that way i can pass this down to my family but just going to the casino and gambling look trust me i've seen the videos on youtube there's this one guy uh, i don't know his name but um I, I would say he's a caucasian gentleman lots of tattoos on his face um he's always talking about how casinos cheat you know what i'm saying i'm like damn i mean and everybody knows this right um then I've also seen some other videos, of course, of Drake. Uh, Drake uh, is um, gambling. And to be honest, I don't ever think I've seen a video of him lose. It seems like every video of his, he's winning multi-millions. Uh, so I see the videos and I say, okay, I can I can see that. So the Caucasian gentleman, man, let me see if I can find his name. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, I know, I know. I've, I'm going to go to my history. I know I've watched a video of his recently. Uh, let me see. Let me just type in how casinos cheat. And supposedly, like, he's not allowed to go into casinos. What's this guy's name? Okay, so his name is Mickey Mace, I believe. Um... So here, let's see how, but it's all good. Uh, but it's just for me right now, that's not where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Now options trading, you say, well, options trading, you're just making a bet. Okay. Okay. I see you. I see you. That's a good point because essentially it is making a bet. And the bet is, is this stock going to go here or not? I say it will. You say it don't. Let's make a bet. I get you. But you can also do options trading differently. Seriously, I'm not trying to make excuses here. All right. Um, and I'm going to get back to my trap stars. Don't get it wrong. Uh, but so, for example, I want to get into, let's just say, AAPL. I want to get into Apple stock, right? When I say that I want to purchase this stock when it hits a certain price, I'm not betting. I, it's not really a bet. I'm trying to weigh my option to determine 
whether I want to get into this underlying or not. So in the meanwhile, I'll say, let's say I sell a short put. If the stock gets down to this point, I'll buy it. I'll buy 100 shares of it if it gets down to this point. I don't want to buy it up there. I'll buy it here. And in the meanwhile, I'll collect a little premium in order to, uh, I don't know, collect some premium. You know what I'm saying? Um, compared to when you're just options trading, see, you can pervert anything. If you take a butter knife and stick it into, you know, uh, uh, into your door because it's locked, you pervert it that knife. Okay. So you can pervert it. So you can pervert it easily and just, um, um, start day trading and whatnot. Uh, it's not really the intended purpose, even like the real estate market. You can go around buying, selling homes. Uh, I mean, is that really the intended purpose of the housing market? I'm not sure. Uh, you can go around day trading stocks and everything. Is that the intended purpose? Not really sure. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it is called investments. And I would imagine that investing would mean something at least a year or longer. Uh, that is long-term investing. They have short-term investing. You got day trading, swing trading, all these different trading strategies. Uh, but you know, it to each his own. Whatever works, works. So if I get my situation together, well, let me manifest it. When I get my situation together and my options trading is working like a machine, and who knows, somebody uh, may create an algorithm. Or actually, I found a few algorithms already on MetaTrader Five, and maybe I spend a thousand dollars on one of those algorithms and let my shit run. Then that may give me time to go to the MGM casino and watch Bruno Mars perform and trade on, I mean, not trade, uh, bet on blackjack or baccarat or mungjong or roulette, whatever game, horse racing. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, I actually bought myself a Powerball ticket uh, yesterday. Um, um, usually what I do is I, uh, I, um, I, I give them away as uh, gifts. Uh, people always ask all the time, what happens if someone wins? Would you expect a dollar? I say, hell no. I wouldn't expect shit, man. It, that's that's not a gift. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, nah, if I give it to somebody in a card, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, got some gifts for Christmas. You know, I'll slip maybe a lotto ticket in there. You know, say, you know, uh, Merry, thank you for the gifts. You know, give them a little thank you card. Be a lotto ticket in there. I, and if, let's just say they won. I wouldn't expect a dime. Now, now, uh, I wouldn't, I seriously wouldn't, but, but, no, would I look at the person the same? I don't know. I don't know. That's a different question I have to see when I get there. But seriously, dead ass, I wouldn't expect a dime. I wouldn't expect them to give me shit. I'd, I'd say, hey, no, that was a gift. And, and instead of giving me something, uh, go do something for yourself. Go open up that LLC that you've been wanting to open up. Uh, I would say don't quit your job yet, okay? Don't quit your job yet because we want to get that those paychecks to stack on top of um, uh, the, the winnings you got from the lottery. Uh, go speak to a financial advisor. Go speak to a tax advisor. Go speak to a lawyer. Uh, very possible you may want to annuitize this. Uh, give me one moment. Sorry, there's somebody outside. Oh, it was a tow truck. Uh, it's not my car. Um, 
Um, I'm just taking a sip real quick. Um, yeah, so that's more so the angle I would take. Um, what I wouldn't even say put it in the stock market, options market. I say, look, take 10% of it and put it in the options market, stock market, or whatever. Take 2% of it, put it in Forex or whatever. Other than that, man, you're in a whole nother category. Go buy some land. Go go do what, I don't know what rich people go do. Go buy land. Um, I don't even know what rich people do. I'll find out when I get there. Um, go, you know what I probably would do? I probably buy a precious metal mining company. I don't know if that's racist. I don't know because I don't want any... I, I I don't want any any controversy, but I probably buy like a palladium, platinum, gold, silver mining company. I know I could get the stock, but I probably purchase one of those and go dig for some gold. And uh, I would probably try to acquire, uh, as they say, my weight in gold. You know what I'm saying? So, and then I probably would buy the land. So it's my land. I can dig for gold. I can dig for oil if oil is still going to be a thing when I'm rich. Oil is seriously about to be non-existent. I mean, it's going to exist. It's going to be there, you know, but I'm not sure. Will we still be burning it? You know, it's very possible we're going to stop burning oil in our lifetime and we're going to start moving to more. Um, uh, I forget what they call it. Uh, carbon uh, health centric. Uh, I forget what they call it. Uh, essentially where everybody's trying to get to or you're going to get taxed by. I say they're going to do that probably by 2035, next 10 years. Essentially, if you don't um, be responsible with your carbon footprint, your uh, your pollution or whatever, um, you're probably going to get taxed or something. And Or for companies who are health, you know, I forget what they call it. Jeff Bezos is doing, Elon Musk is doing, all of them are doing it, Bill Gates, they're doing it with their major companies. They may get paid because their company has 0% emissions or whatever. I don't know. Um, so yeah, um, regardless, uh, I know I'm, uh, I was getting off a little bit, but, uh, I was looking at this image of the Northern Lights. I've never seen them in real life before. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, but regardless, going back to interest rates, right? Going back to interest rates. So I don't remember all of them. It's like prime discount. And it's like, it's like the one that we get. Right. So the prime rate is essentially um, the rate the Fed, the Federal Reserve uh, gives to the institutions. Right. So that's when it's like we're going to raise interest rates or we're going to lower interest rates. That is really not targeted towards us. But what we can say is, though, like the Fed is basically, let's just say the cartel. Right. Uh, The cartel is able to get on uh, national television and say, hey, I'm going to let you guys know we're raising the price of marijuana. All right. We're raising the price of Colombian Bam Bam. Okay. That's it. And then they hop off and keep going. Right. So what that cartel is saying is that we're going to be charging our people more. Okay. Now they don't have to raise the rates on us. Okay. So the discount rate is essentially the rate that um, other uh, major dealers charge other major dealers. You know what I'm saying? So like, let's say that uh, 
and this is a hypothetical, let's just say I'm a major dealer. I mean, like big time, right? Um, um, and I'm all out of my bam bam. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we got to call another family up. Hey, family, we're out. Could you loan, make, give us a loan? All right. And they say, fine, we'll loan you at this interest rate. And we say, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not the family to family interest rate. And they say, you're right. You got us. And it's like, ah, got to keep your eyes on the sharks. Um, so then they say, we're going to give you the family interest rate. You know what I'm saying? So you get the family to family interest rate. All right. Then what happens is they break it down to us. So based on what the interest rate they got is how they're going to charge us. So our prices are going to go up on the bam, bam, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's pretty much what it works with the Fed. The Feds basically tell the institutions, look, we're raising up interest rates on y'all. And it gets a little deeper. I don't know all these. This is when you want to do your research. It gets a little deeper than that. So essentially, it also messes with the institution's reserves. Uh, the, the reserve, this is something that I'm not even going to really, I know a little bit about, not too much. So essentially, if I'm correct, and I, I don't even really know what to Google right now, but essentially the institutions, they have the money they're allowed to loan out, and then they also have a reserve. I believe this reserve is no more than like $10 million, right? But based on that interest rate is essentially what uh, tells the bank whether they need to lower their reserve or raise their reserve. Uh, the reserve, I believe, is you. Let me see. Goodness gracious. See, I'm getting into too much that I don't know everything about. Um, let me see. What are the bank's reserves used for? Okay, so the reserves are just money that sits there just in case there's an unexpected demand and they're like, okay, go ahead and lend out the reserves. You got to realize not, you know, I mean, I'm saying if you probably already know this, you got to realize the banks are lending out more money than they have. You know what I'm saying? And, and they're banking on that we're going to um, um, pay them back. Okay, so that's when it gets into the point of where is this imaginary money coming from? You know what I'm saying? That's why a lot of the money in, in, in our bank accounts is really just digits until it's actually realized. So the bank loans out money. They, they, we have a huge demand. And also there's FDIC that's like, Hey, if there's any issues, we need to protect these people. Um, supposedly the people who invested with Bernie Madoff, are getting themselves another payout. Let me see, because I think, I'm sorry, and I feel so bad for them, but I think that's the biggest crock of shit. I could be wrong. I would like to talk to somebody about that, because I think that's the biggest crock of shit. Are the Bernie Madoff victims getting another payout? You know, this is why I really want to get into finances. Like, I would love to do something with, like, Vice or something because I would love to go around talking to these victims um, 
because I don't want to be like, I'm excited that they were able to recover approximately about 91% of the, I, no, don't get it wrong, but I think that's the biggest crock of shit. How are we going to protect the integrity of the market and capitalism? I'm sorry to get into this. If whenever I make an investment and I lose that I, we could just go to the Department of Justice just to recover it, then I'm not really making an investment. You lost. We, we all could get scammed one day. OK, this isn't like somebody went into their bank accounts, hacked them and stole their money. They lent their money to somebody and no offense, no offense. I got to do my more research. I mean, where was where was the research? You got to do your due diligence. You can't just go around because Cindy Crawford or the brown haired lady that uh, got 15 days for paying somebody to do their daughter's SATs is investing with this guy and you invest with this guy and y'all all lose. I mean, sometimes you have to say, okay, can we sit down with the guy? Can we talk with the guy? We're, and supposedly he was printing out statements. Uh, I don't know. This is why it's so important to me that not necessarily take, you know, control of your finances because we're busy. We have our families, our social life, uh, we have, uh, you know, whatever events we got to make, we're busy. But I don't understand how somebody can take 10 years to look over their finances and then sit down with their advisor or sit down in their own home and spend 30 minutes trying to go over their budget or whatever. It doesn't make sense to me. It's like, dude, if you spent 10 years not paying attention to your finances, you can at least sit down for for three hours, six hours if it takes that long to go over everything, you know? Because I feel so bad for the victims. And I'm very happy that they, uh, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, was able to recover that much. But you're essentially saying to me that if you're poor and you get screwed, I, I mean, they do got class action lawsuits. Uh, if you get screwed by an investment, trust me, if there's a company out there that's not disclosing. Certain, but see, again, they didn't disclose something. You know what I'm saying? And yes, of course, Bernie Madoff didn't disclose that he was running a Ponzi scheme, which is true. But, however, I just feel like I feel like they're getting bailed out because these were some of the top millionaires uh, that invested so much money into it. Uh, probably didn't do their research. Probably just invested because their best friend was investing. And we're just saying, hey, we take care of the rich. Um, let me go ahead and take a quick break. I want to thank anybody and everybody. Uh, let me just start saying everybody because I'm starting to get. 20, 30 uh, listeners on, on a regular basis. Uh, thank you to everybody who stops by to kick it with me. I appreciate it. I'm Chan Man, and this is House of Barf. Introducing the Listener Support Program, feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf, we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business accounting regulation and finance producing high quality content requires dedication resources and effort from a talented team of one me 
But in the future, you know, hopefully I'll have a team. That's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program. This initiative allows you, our cherished audience members, to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring House of Bar's sustainability. In the future, becoming a supporter, you'll be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits. Benefits that I'm hoping to be able to bring eventually, early access to episodes, um, access to episodes that are not, you know, public, uh, you know, that are not accessible to everyone, possibly even um, create better content. And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise. Possibly I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that uh, your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful inter... Oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Um, may, in the future, may possibly interview someone. Uh, that will keep you engaged and inspired. Join me, us... In shaping the future of House of Barf by becoming a supporter today. Your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the United States and hopefully in the future of the world. To support us, simply visit podcasters.spotify.com. Then you can get to House of Barf. Um, also, it is on Spotify. And um, support this podcast and become a supporter and choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences. Every contribution, no matter how small or how big, makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated. Thank you for being an essential part of our journey. With your support, we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you, our incredible listeners. God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash Chan hyphen man seven. And you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today. Thank you. You can also reach me at c 287 gph at gmail.com thank you again you have a wonderful day god bless yo 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 what's good it's chain man house of barb thank you so much for coming back anybody that decided to take time out of their wonderful day to come kick it with your mans thank you um all right i know i was going off on the bernie madoff thing uh, but yeah, I'm I'm very happy for those for those victims. If I was one of those victims, I would be so excited to be getting that money back. Trust me. Um, but I also kind of look at it like the credits that been uh, the stimulus checks that have been going out. When I got that check, a little bit of me was like, man, I got to do the right thing with this because there's something not right about this. 
you know, the stimulus check. And people say, oh, well, then give it back. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, dude, I got bills. I got bills, bills, bills. So I went ahead and kept it. But that's all I'm saying, man. But shout out to those victims. Seriously. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them. All right. So um, let me take a look at this Forex market. Uh, right now, it looks like USD JPY is ranging. It's been ranging between approximately, let me see. Um, I don't know how to quote uh, Forex prices yet, but I will learn. Uh, but it's been ranging between, let me see, I'm going to go, I'm going to do like the last five days. Uh, five days between 142.822 and I'd say 142.163. And this has been doing this probably for like the last five days. See, with a range in options trading, I could figure something out. I could say, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and sell a call here and I'm going to sell a put here. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not sure what that's called. I think, is that a condor? I'm not sure. No, that's a credit spread. That's a credit spread. Uh, let me see. What is a condor? Um, what is a condor in trading options? Okay, so condor is essentially, uh, this is a long one. Uh, you're running both an in-the-money long call or a bull call spread. So a bull call spread, essentially, the debit is higher than the credit. So if I get a long call uh, that is in the money, uh, that's going to be more expensive. And then I run, I guess, um, a short call uh, that's out of the money, if that's correct, or... Uh, let me see. Let me just let me here. Let me just try this. Do this real quick. What is a bull call spread? Uh, one long call with a lower strike price and one short call with a higher strike price. Okay. So, um, yeah, you get one long call that's in the money. Uh, the premium is going to be higher, and then you sell a short call. Um, uh, and they say the short call um has a higher strike price yeah okay yeah um essentially just saying that uh it's not going to go above this price so i got the long call that's in the money uh i don't know let's just say 80 delta or something um the premium will be a little bit lower but it's still high and then i go with a higher strike price so let's just say uh the uh strike price of the long call is uh let's say a hundred bucks uh, and it's in the money, meaning that uh, the uh, strike price is above, um, I mean, I'm sorry, with a long call, the strike price is below uh, market price, uh, making it in the money already. And then you get one that's like, I don't know, let's just say, I'm just going to say something crazy, like 150 bucks. That's, you sell, you sell that call. Now you're not going to probably get much premium, meaning this is why it's a debit or a bull call spread, uh, but essentially... Um, if the stock does drop, you'll collect a little bit of premium, or if it stays below this price, you will collect a little bit of premium. So if I'm correct, that's the condor. And then you have, uh, I know what we're thinking. Then you got the iron condor where essentially, uh, you get, you buy a couple 
um, long positions along with, uh, uh, well, essentially you do the bull call, the bull, uh, the bull call spread. And then you essentially do, I don't know, is it a bull put spread or something? You do them both like at the same time. Don't quote me. We'll get over all, we'll go over all that. But this is one thing about Forex where I'm kind of like, can I do stuff like with this? Like, you know, can I make money when it's ranging or do I kind of just, am I just kind of in there? Is there anything I can do in these situations? Um, or do I just have to hold this position until it finally decides which way it's going to go? Um, let, here, let's go ahead and Google that real quick. Um, how to make money in the Forex market if the currency pair is ranging. Range trade strategies for Forex. All right, let's see. Moving average on ranging pairs. Ranging pairs increase tops and bottoms. Whoa, take it easy. Uh, pip ranges. Okay, so range trading strategies. Check the volatility in the pip ranges of pairs. With our trading system, we trade 28 currency pairs. Some pairs are not as volatile as others, so the ranges between the top and the bottom well, uh, the ranges cycles uh, amplitude can be different on two different pairs on the same time frame. At amplitude is just the number of yeah. See, but what's the trading show? So what? I'm sorry. Okay, I'll um let me see. I'll take a look at this. Essentially, it just looks like all you do is um, entry points uh, when it's ranging buy here sell here, sell here, buy here. And it seems like that's basically all you're going to be doing. It looks like entry points is very important in everything. But um, with um, option trading, I mean, I could put up, it, with, if I had eligibility, I could put up an iron condor and a rate, like, um, um, I was, okay, I was talking to another one of my buddies and they've been holding Zoom for a little while. Zoom ain't been doing shit for I don't know how long. It's bound to do something. This 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 holiday, I think it actually did something. Um, but um, here, let me take a look at some of Zoom's news. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, staying connected during the holidays. Best video calling apps and devices for Christmas. So uh, this came out on December twenty third, twenty twenty three. Uh, they essentially named Zoom as one of the best video calling uh, platforms uh, for large families to gather with features like group calls, fest festive virtual backgrounds, and raise your hand feature. All right. Uh, Google Meet, um, Skype, FaceTime, WhatsApp, Discord, Microsoft Teams, Snapchat. Uh, these are some of your top things. So Zoom was mentioned in that. So you know, there might be some optimism around Zoom that it's not going anywhere, but recently it's been ranging between, I'd say, uh, uh, over the last few months, six months, between 60 and like 80, uh, which I could hear say, well, that's a large range, you know, but that's like the last six months. Over the last like two, three months, let's see, let me go to... Can I do 90 day time frame? Do, 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 do. Ah, da, 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 da. Let's just, let's just go back to like October. Uh, 
Oh crap. Sorry. Uh, messed that up. Alright. From October. Let's check this range. Here, okay. Let me let me do this again. Time frame. I just want to see 90 days. Uh, we'll do I don't know, five hours. I don't know. We'll do can you do five hours? Yeah, we'll do six hours. Alright. Uh in the last 90 days, uh it's still the same. Uh, it actually brought it down to about 75, been ranging between about 60 and 75. So, you know, was just discussing tr trading strategies, not giving advice or anything, just discussing trading strategies. It's like, how do you feel about like this thing I've been researching dead ass? I just started researching it called the iron condor. Now, to be honest with you, I used to read about the iron condor all the time. I was reading about this guy who was scamming. Well, no, he wasn't scamming. He gave bad advice to people. And I guess he wasn't managing the iron condor. And I remember reading about it and it was like, oh my gosh, what is an iron condor? Uh, I guess I can't remember even the, the guy's name, but I mean, he has so many complaints come in. Uh, he was selling so many iron condors. He was telling all the customers that this is like guaranteed proof plan. And I'm sitting there and I'm reading about the iron condor and I'm reading all these complaints. And then each complaint, I don't even think it was complaints. I think it was arbitrations. And I'm reading these arbitrations. They're coming in statement of claims and whatnot. And every statement of claim, they're fucking explaining the iron condor where you're buying, uh, where you're selling a put, then you're buying the put, and you're selling the call, and you're buying. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. As soon as I get terminated, it was one of the first things I had to go look up when I got home. I was like, I got to find out what this iron condor is. Look up the iron condor. Man, it is not that difficult. It's, one, it's very simple. It, it's very complicated too. Don't get it wrong. Uh, because when, uh, if this, if the underlying starts to move, then you, you got to manage, you got to figure out what you're going to do, uh, how you're going to manage it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so good news is, is it does protect you to a point where your max loss are kind of protected. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you're you're not putting up as much money, or you're actually you're not risking as much money uh, with the iron condor. You would think or say, and until you deal with, I guess, some other people who lost a bunch of money on iron condors. But I I need to go back to those. I need to look at those cases online, see if I can find them, so I can see what mistake was made with it. Because even if the iron condor gets out of whack, I mean, it's really supposed to, I could be wrong. If I'm correct, it's really supposed to watch your back and, you know, it stays within its range. But if it goes without the range, you have like your max losses, you know what I'm saying? Um, so uh, I was telling my buddy about that and they're like, you know what? Um, I'm going to go ahead and probably work on that with Zoom just to bring in some extra chicken while this thing is not moving. You know what I'm saying? Because. I mean, if you bought Zoom a little while ago, I mean, it kind of dropped substantially. There was a time Zoom was like $100, and now it's like $75. But it wasn't just $100 to $75. It was like $100, went down to like $60. Now it's starting to come back up to about $75. But uh, in the meantime, it's like I don't want to get rid of Zoom. I still believe in Zoom. I still think it's a great company. However, um, you know, I don't think, you know, you know, uh, people may not think that these other Google Meet, Snapchat, and all those other things that people name may not be able to really compete with Zoom. Uh, Microsoft Teams is probably a good competitor. Skype, I don't know if it's as much, uh, but some people say, you know, I like Zoom. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and, it's, and it's due for its moment. So, but in the meantime, what can I do? And it's like, well, you know what? I've been researching this thing called an iron condor. And basically, it's a range tool. Uh, it's a, strat a range strategy where in the meantime, you can just make a little chicken on it. You know what I'm saying? A little, I'm not gonna, I don't like to use dollars, but because um, uh, dollars really can confuse people. Because uh, if you got people going around saying, hey, I made $5,000. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that you're like, well, whoa, whoa factor, right? But what if they told you that I make $5,000 on a $100,000 bet? You're like, ooh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. You know, uh, so um, with my buddy, I believe uh, they're, they're just able to bring in like like 1%, like 2%. Um, also, the range that I believe my buddy was using is a wide range. They're not using like that, whoo, that. I think that might be called a butterfly, you know, that where it's like it sits right there. And if it moves a centimeter, uh, your joint is going to be all messed up. So that's one, another reason why they're not bringing in so much credit. But they're making approximately about like 1% like a week. Uh, been doing it for a few weeks. Um, uh, so I was like, okay, cool. That's exciting. I remember the first week it hit. It was like we kind of celebrated. We we're like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because. It stayed right in that range um, for um, for a whole week. And it was like, cool, this thing, this that it worked. So we were just really excited about that. And then and then it didn't even touch the underline. The whole position just closes on its own. It closes itself out, and you just move on with your life. So with order types and trading strategies, you put them together, man. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, but I'm looking at the forex market, and I'm kind of like, what do we do? with forex when this thing is just ranging like is there anything i can do and i'm not sure i think it just is about entry points um you just go in and out um you know when it's up when it's down when it's in between that range you're just in and out basically uh, a trading strategy referred to if i'm correct as scalping um here one second i gotta take a quick break i want to thank everybody who decided to stop buying kicker with your mans i appreciate it i'm chairman this house of bar Introducing the Listener Support Program, feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf, we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business, accounting, regulation, and finance. Producing high-quality content requires dedication, resources, and effort from a talented team of one, me, but in the future, you know, hopefully I'll have a team. That's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program. This initiative allows you, our cherished audience members, to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring House of Bar's sustainability. In the future, becoming a supporter, you will be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits. Benefits that I'm hoping to be able to bring eventually, early access to episodes, um, access to episodes that are not you know, public, uh, you know, that are not accessible to everyone, possibly even 
um, create better content. And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff. Um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise, possibly. I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that. Uh, your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research, and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful... Inter- oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Um, may, in the future, may possibly interview someone uh that will keep you engaged and inspired join me us in shaping the future of house of barf by becoming a supporter today your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the united states and hopefully in the future of the world to support us simply visit podcasters.spotify.com then you can get to House of Barf. Um, also, it is on Spotify. And um, support this podcast and become a supporter. And choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences. Every contribution, no matter how small or how big, makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated. Thank you for being an essential part of our journey. With your support, we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you, our incredible listeners. God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash Chan hyphen man seven. And you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today. Thank you. You can also reach me at c287gph at gmail.com. Thank you again. You have a wonderful day. God bless. All right, all right. I'm back at it like a crack addict. Uh, all right, we were taking a look at four, and thank you so much to everybody that decided to you know, stop back with your mans. I appreciate it. Um, take a look at Forex. Cool. That looks to be ranging. Um, I'm not sure yet, but it does not appear that there is a um, a um, range strategy for Forex other than entry point. Um, get in here, get out there. Uh, currently, I'll let you know, um, I have a $260 loss. On USDJPY, uh, completely my fault. Uh, went long on a position, didn't put in uh, order types or a hedge. Just was like, all right, I'm just going to go long it, and went down 260 bucks. Uh, so I put the hedge in. I was like, all right, cool. Let me just put the hedge in. So I've locked in that 260 dollar loss. Reason why I locked in the $260 loss and didn't just go ahead because when the $260 loss for me was about 170 pips. Um, uh, pips is, I, I got it written down somewhere, percentage in points. 
Um, so it's these fractional numbers uh, that move, and that's really how Forex moves um, um, in these pips. Uh, so I was down about 170 pips. All right. So if I, all right, you know, for the, for the, for full transparency, we're creating content, right? So I'm at this lounge. I, I don't know what lounge I'm at. I'm, I'm at this lounge. I can't even remember what joint I was at, but a few, it was in, I was in DC. I'm in a lounge and I'm trading Forex inside the lounge. I'm doing good. I'm making, you know, $7 here, $10 there, $7 there, $10 there. And I guess I just got distracted and because I, I was putting my hedge positions in at the same time. I'm like, all right, uh, put in my long position, my short position at the same time. The way you do that, you have to have two separate portfolios. So I got two separate portfolios and I'm on my phone and I'm like, you know what? Shit, I'm at the lounge and instead of just sitting here spending money, I could be in here making money. Um, you know, uh, you know, you know, shout out to uh, my trap stars that have that same mentality. Uh, I don't support it because then you could also have, you know, people ODing. Uh, and you don't want that, okay? But just going to the lounge just to sit there and uh, bounce and drink and everything and socialize, it's great. But at the same time, I was just thinking, hey, while I'm here, I mean, my drink costs $7. Why don't I try to make $7 real quick or try to make $14 or whatever? So I'm in there, and I guess I get distracted, and I go long USDJPY, and I didn't put my hedge in, right? And this whole time, USDJPY is ranging just like it is now. So it wasn't really doing much, you know. So then um, I do I you know get home. I didn't check my forex account. Uh, normally I check it at about two a.m., three a.m. in the morning. Didn't do it this day. Doze off. Wake up. Seriously, as soon as I woke up, I was like, "Oh shit! I gotta check my forex account." Check it, and it had this magnificent drop. I'm like, "Oh shit! Of course, of course." You know what I'm saying? I, I was kind of thinking to myself, it's probably down like 50 bucks or something. But no, it was down 260. So easily at 170 pip loss, I could have just stopped, lost it out, took my losses and kept moving forward. By now, I could have possibly made the $260 back by trading the ranges, possibly. Instead of doing that, I went ahead and locked in a, um, a hedge position, which essentially all it does is lock in that $260 loss. Now, with the uh, short position, if it drops down anymore, which the short position hasn't even really been dropping. I mean, right now, the short position is down approximately 40 pips. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, uh, so it's, it's not doing that much. But if it continues to drop, then that short position will uh, cover it. And I can go ahead, collect the... Uh, I'll close out the position. I, I don't even care if it makes seven dollars or something. I don't care. Ten dollars. I'll take it. Um, and then what? Uh, what I'll have to do is probably contribute some more funds to the long position because the long position is going to be down 180, 200 pips or whatever. It's going to be down. So I'm going to have to con con uh, transfer some more money into the the account. And what that's going to do is prevent myself from getting a margin call. And then what I can do is take some of the, those funds and essentially a, a, a strategy I use in, um, in stocks, which is a dollar cost average, which is essentially you go around selling puts or just buying the underlying more shares, whatever you want to do. And what that's going to do is bring my cost basis down. I don't even know if you use those terms in Forex, 
but it'll bring the price because my price right now, my long position in uh, the USD JPY is um, and the USD JPY, if you're not familiar, is currency pairs. Uh, here, I'll get into this. I just started studying Forex, so don't, you know, quote me, but uh, talk to your advisor. Um, I forgot what I was about to say. Oh, my price on my USD JPY right now currently is uh, 143.809. Um, uh, and it doesn't even really work how you think. Uh, how you would think if I purchase more shares, it's a whole new position. It's not even the same position. Uh, but if I was to short it, it would sell the position. Uh, you, so you can't hold hedge orders in the same portfolio. Um, but if I purchase a long position, essentially, I just get a different price. It's not like it changes the cost basis. So I'll have two long positions. You know what I'm saying? But essentially with that, what's going to happen is if the USD JPY decides that it's going to go ahead and start going up, then that uh, that lower price is going to be going up. And then I'm going to have the other long position going up. And then I could close both positions. Let's just say um, the new long position is up 100. The old long position is down 100. Then I can just close both positions, broke even, or just keep going, see how it turns out. You know, just essentially adding to the position. Uh, at least that's what it is with the broker I'm using. It could be different with other brokers. Maybe you could add to the position and actually it all just incorporates it together. So real quick with Forex, I have just been doing my research a little bit. Uh, and the, when I say things like the USD JPY or whatever it is, these are currency pairs. Uh, one thing I'm learning is that there's a base price and that pr base price is always equivalent. Supposedly, I don't like to use words like that, but supposedly, typically it's always equal to one. That's the base price. So the first currency, for example, in this case is USD. That is one USD. And then JPY is the quote price. And that's the, for example, in this case right now, it's about 142.282. Um, so essentially we're saying that 142 Japanese yen equal one USD. So let's just go ahead and confirm that using Google real quick. Um, how many Japanese yen equal one U.S. dollar? Zero point zero zero seven dollars. Okay. Okay. One Japanese yen is okay. Let me. Let me, let me change that up. How many U.S. dollars equal a Japanese yen? Okay. See, I'm looking at something real quick. How much is 100 U.S. in Japan? 100 U.S. equal 14,241.9. Uh, that's what I'm seeing. I'm not sure what they're saying. So, uh, divide 14,200, uh, 14,241.9, uh, divided by a hundred is 142.419. It's not saying, it's not saying, it's saying one Japanese yen equals 0.00. .00. Okay. 
Uh, so, but let me just go ahead and go here. I, I, I'm looking at something else. I'm looking at she, uh, xe.com, uh, currency converter. Um, and they're saying that 100 USD equals 14,241.9 Japanese yen. That's crazy. Well, what am I doing in America? I need to get out. Um, and that's what they're showing here on Forex is 142.27 approximately. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, 142, approximately 142.264 Japanese yen equal one U.S. dollar. Okay. So, basically, we're basically, if, if I'm correct, we're strategizing whether that relationship is going to become weaker or stronger. Okay, are people going to be taking? I could be wrong about this. Don't quote me on this. Are people going to be taking their U.S. I mean, their Japanese yen, and essentially, if they convert it into one USD, how many Japanese yen can I convert for one USD? So right now it's at one forty-two. So people are converting their Japanese yen into U.S. dollars, or if I have one U.S. dollar, how much Japanese yen can I get? All right, so. Let's just say, for example, it's at 142. But let's say that now it's going to cost, you know, 146 to convert 146 Japanese yen to get one U.S. dollar. Am I going to keep converting my US, my Japanese yen if just a week ago it was 142? I was giving them 142 dollars for one USD. Now I got to give them 146. So you can only imagine how that adds up. Just that little quarter. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine getting something for a dollar and then getting something for a dollar twenty-five. You know what I'm saying? It 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 starts to add up uh, eventually. Um, I'm thinking about pizza for lunch today. Um, uh, um, so you could imagine that that currency pair is probably going to have a slight weakening uh, uh, because again, that base price I believe is always one. And the quote price is what fluctuates. So in this case, it's how many Japanese yen can I convert to get one USD? Here, one say, I'm sorry. All right, so now that it's 142, I would imagine that, hey, it's 142 yen that I have to give to get one USD. I'm willing to convert. All right, let me keep converting. And as you convert, it's like, okay, well, then that's going to kind of push the price up because now the currency exchange places are going to be getting their little premiums and they're just going to probably increase the premiums because we see there's so many people trying to convert the Japanese yen to the USD. Now, however, however if Japanese yen, uh, Japanese people are saying that, hey, I'm in Japan and we're getting, you know, 0% interest, why do I want to convert? to go to the USD, who's pretty much doing the same thing. And if not, their interest rates are rising. You know what I'm saying? So I'd be converting my Japanese yen over to the USD. And, you know, I may not have to give as much to exchange to the USD. But then once I get to the USD, their interest rates are 8% right now. So why don't I just go ahead and just keep my yen here? And then you, it's very possible. That's why we're seeing the price decrease um because uh, there's probably japanese people are probably like hey i'm just going to keep my money in japan right now 
I'm getting 0%. And if anything, USD people, American people, are converting their dollar to the Japanese yen. So it's not, it's bringing, I would say it's bringing the pair down right now. Uh, now, as soon as the president of Japan, who I don't know his name, his or her name, actually, I know it's a him because I saw his face the other day. What's the name of the president of Japan? Or, oh, prime minister. Sorry. Um, Fumo, oh, I'm sorry, Fumio uh, Kishida. Fumio Kishida, is that who it is? Um, uh, who handles the interest rates in Japan? Okay. Okay. Who is the CEO of the Bank of Japan? Governor. Okay. So the governor of the BOJ is, as you heard, uh, Kazuo uh, Udia. All right. So um, when is the next time Kazuo Yudia is supposed to talk? Uh, I don't think I said his name correct. I got the first name correct. Kazuo Yudia. When is the next time the governor of the Bank of Japan is supposed to raise our lower interest rates? Well, they're negative already, so I don't think uh, I don't think you. I mean, I guess you could go more negative. Um, let me see. I need an economic. Let me see if I can find an economic calendar for economic calendar. For Japan, uh, Japan calendar. Okay, so the next time, so the last time the governor had a speech was on December twenty fourth. Okay, so that's probably when they went ahead and lowered the interest rates or made them negative. Um, so the next time, um, we we got some. What's today? Uh, December twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. Let's see what we have. Housing starts year over year. Construction orders year over year. Industrial year over year. Um, uh, stock investments by foreigners. So um, they they just talked at midnight. Uh, the next time they're supposed to be talking is around 7 p.m. Actually, it says 6.50, 6 p.m. And this is Eastern Standard Time, I believe. Um, so I hope I hope this is Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so we got some news coming out, but I want to see when the next time the governor is supposed to talk. Uh, and if they raise interest rates, then it's very possible that uh, people may start thinking about converting their Japanese yen over to um, uh, USD. And that's going to um, uh, rates of price. Currently, currently right now, I believe the cost to, if I'm correct, to exchange is the spread. And currently right now, the spread is 0.006%. Uh, that's what I'm paying currently right now, I believe. Um, uh, I'm not sure if that's, I, I'd have to check that out, but I believe that's the cost right now. So essentially that's going to start increasing uh, if Japanese uh, governor of Japan rises the interest rates 
and people want to start converting, you know, the people are going to be like, Hey, raise, raise it. Cause people are converting like hell and um, the price is going to go up. So uh, I can't see the next, I mean, he just spoke a few days ago before Christmas. Um, so I can't imagine that uh, the governor is going to speak uh, her inflation rate. Uh, next time is January 18th. Yeah. Let me see. There might be one before that. Let me type in inflation rate. Yeah, it looks like January 18th. So it looks like I'm going to be in this position for some time until there's some, uh, we got January 5th, we got consumer confidence. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be pretty quiet for some time uh, unless there's something that uh, is very important in Japan that um, that I'm just looking over. But for the most part, machine tool orders, household spending is on January 8th. Um, PMI, uh, what is it? Private mortgage insurance. Uh, if, if I'm correct, that's on January 4th, uh, January 3rd, we have Jubun bank manufacturing PMI, you know, nothing too crazy out of Japan for a little while. Uh, so, um, I'm going to keep looking at that news, but for the time being, um, I'm just going to cool it. You know what I'm saying? But again, yeah, that's what the, 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 the pair, if I'm correct, I could be, everything I could say could be completely wrong, but essentially, uh, we're just looking at, are people willing to convert their, their, uh, quote currency price for the base currency price? You know, uh, that's what we're looking at. So I'm in USD JPY. Uh, I'm going to also be looking at, uh, Euro, um, USD, do some big ones because oh shit this one's been shooting up damn it damn it oh this one's been shooting up. so essentially people are pulling their dollars out of the usd and converting over to um euro um i'm pretty sure there's some news behind that and this would have been a good opportunity to get out of usd jpy and could have traded um this euro usd uh which is cool i am um gonna I'm, I'm gonna be getting better at this again i just started doing forex probably like two weeks ago uh so uh but it's cool i'm cooling let's see uh euro jpy uh this one was going up it's starting to come down and it's very possible that people from japan are not converting over to euro uh considering everything that's going on i mean negative interest rates you're paying me to take on debt i'm not converting my dollar to shit if anything they should be converting you know what let's see if there's a jpy anything let me see i don't see a i don't see one let me see jpy do they like i don't see like a jpy to let's say canada or let me see. Da, 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 da. Here we go. Down the road. Da, 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 da. Do, 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 do. I do not see a Japanese yen versus anybody. Okay. I don't see it right now, but it, it may be in there. Because um, you would say, matter of fact, we should be converting our money over to Japan shit if i could get paid to take on debt you know what i'm saying so i would imagine a lot of people would be wanting to convert that uh right now we have something going on with japanese yen 
USD, USD J, uh, JPY. Um, something's going on. Uh, let me see real quick. It's having a little break from its consolidation. All right, but we'll touch on that later. I have my hedge position in just in case this thing decides that it wants to shoot down. Um, yeah, it's it's going down. It's going down, and my short position is now down 11 pips, uh, which is cool. So essentially, again, I locked in $260 loss. It's essentially 177 pip loss or something like that. Um, so when my short position is zero, my long position is going to be down 260. So then when it continues to go down, um, my long position is just going to get worse and worse and worse. My short position is going to get better. Close out that long position. And then, uh, again, going into a strategy where this may not be the best strategy at all. I'm just trying to figure out different strategies. I understand the strategy of stop loss, take profits, blah, 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 uh, one-two punch. But, however, I want to – I got that strategy down for the most part. I also want to take on other strategies as well just to be dynamic in the game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't want to do too much. Want to keep it simple. Uh, not saying use my strategies at all because they could be completely wrong. Uh, but I just know that watching YouTube videos cannot be good enough because uh, everybody does the stop loss, take private here. Look at these charting uh, strategies right here. And they're making tens of thousands of dollars. Okay. I Fantastic. I do have a little speculation though. Okay. As I just told you, I have a hedge position. If these people were putting up so much money, so much money for these trades to make $10,000 in four minutes or whatever they do on their YouTube videos, or maybe it's four hours, I don't know, and they just speed it up. You're telling me that they don't have a hedge in or they don't have, they're just going stop loss, take profit. Okay. I, I could be wrong, but I think partial of the video is the, the part that they want us to see. And then, so for example, let's just say they make, okay, I see this charting pattern. We have a double peak, uh, double peak. Uh, usually that's a bullish uh, reversal. So I'm going to go ahead and get in here. I'm going to set my stop loss here. I'm going to take profit here. Um, and we're going to see if this thing goes down. And if it doesn't, if it triggers my stop loss, then we're out. I got you. I got you, boo. But I would have another computer with the hedge position in, me personally. I'm not saying it's the right way. I have seen people on YouTube that says hedging is for losers, okay? I've seen it. Um, but so if I made 14000 I got another, uh, another computer that has me down, you know, however many thousand. I may not, I may not do a one-to-one. -one. I may do a two-to-one, whether I'm really, you know, confident or something. So if I got 14000 here... And I got 7000 there. Or maybe I do have $14,000 loss there. Who knows? So I take the profits on that one. And then I'm going to work on uh, the this other position to figure out how we're going to get it down, get it taken care of. That's what I'm essentially doing here as well, where uh, this long position, uh, once this um, short position, if, if it looks like uh, JP, USD JPY is starting to drop right now. Right now it's at approximately 142.054. Um, you know, as soon as this uh, right now down approximately 10 pips, um, once this like, you know, reaches like, you know, positive 10 pips or whatever, 
close this and then we're going to start dollar i'm going to start dollar cost averaging uh the long position basically essentially trying to bring that cost basis down and then going to try to see if we can ride this wave up you know so we're going to just try to figure it out and we're going to do we're going to do our technical analysis along with our fundamental analysis and sentimental analysis um to figure out when a great entry point would be to x a uh, uh, great exit point to get out of the short and then a great entry point to uh essentially uh double down on the long position um so yeah we're going to work on that i'm going to work on that and then uh, uh, i told you another thing i'm probably going to do as well is contribute more money to the account of the long position because i don't want to get margin called and they're dumbasses the brokerage and they're not dumb they're smart they're doing what's best for their company to exit my position uh at the worst possible time it's going to be down three four hundred dollars you know what i'm saying at the worst possible time they're going to margin call me so i'm gonna i'm gonna uh i'm gonna deposit more money in there so that uh it lowers my margin uh my margin amount uh so let's just say it was at 100 if i deposit some more money it'll bring my margin down to about 30 or something like that and uh i can cool it for a little while um until we can start getting this thing to reverse 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 it uh, doesn't look like we're going to have any reverse until approximately maybe January when um, it, maybe the uh, governor. Um, let me see one more time. When is the governor of Bank of Japan supposed to raise interest rates? I don't know. Okay, I'm pretty sure that they're going to be meeting before then. When, when is the next Governor Bank of Japan's meeting? Uh, let me see. Okay, so they meet eight times a year. Okay, so I'm pretty sure they're going to meet probably around the end of January. Um, let me see. I'm trying to find out something. But it's probably going to be towards the end of January. That's where we're going to see. Now, by the end of the year, they may get up to 1%. Uh, but we all, I also need to understand the sentiment considering, um, see, right now I'm down eight pips uh, on the short position. On the long position, let me pull it up real quick. Long position is down probably about 180 pips. Yep, actually, I was correct, 180. Um, um, so also because, like, I want to understand the sentiment of the people of Japan since I'm uh, trading this currency pair because what is good for the goose may not be good for the gander. So we may say like, hey, you know, uh, low interest rates is not good for our economy. That means there's too much money in our economy, blah, blah, blah. People in Japan, it may make their economy stronger. Who knows? Or, and that may not be the right, uh, uh, you know, analogy. But essentially, I just want to understand the people because what we think may be bad, may be good for them. What's good for us may not be good for them. Who knows? I understand there's a world economy, but still just want to understand. So that's why I also want to get some sentimental analysis done to see how the, the people are because they give me, they may say zero percent negative interest rates. I don't give a damn. I don't want I don't want any of their debt. Keep it. Keep it. And they're like, hey, take it. Take it. No, no. And we're sitting there fighting over money. Take it. No. You know, <laughs> like so we, I want to you know, so that's why I want to do my sentimental uh, sentiment uh, analysis as well. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead, uh, leave this USDJPY uh, alone. Um, I could 
try to add to the short position uh, to see if we can make some more money as it goes down. I'm just going to leave it alone. Leave me alone. Uh, leave me alone. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just leave it alone. Um, just let it do what it do. Uh, do should, should I contribute to the short position? Because it does look like, man, it looks like it's dropping. Um, let me see. For, for the sake of content creating, let me zoom in on this chart real quick. Uh, you know, I'll do stupid stuff uh, to, I guess. Uh, I haven't even checked my U.S. equities yet, but let me go ahead and look up uh, USD JPY. Introducing the Listener Support Program, feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf, we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business, accounting, regulation, and finance. Producing high-quality content requires dedication, resources, and effort from a talented team of one, me, but in the future, you know, hopefully I'll have a team. That's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program. This initiative allows you, our cherished audience members, to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring House of Bar's sustainability. In the future, becoming a supporter, you'll be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits. Benefits that I'm hoping to be able to bring eventually, early access to episodes, um, access to episodes that are not you know, public, uh, you know, that are not accessible to everyone, possibly even um, create better content. And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise. Possibly I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that. Uh, your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research, and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful inter... Oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Um, may, in the future, may possibly interview someone uh that will keep you engaged and inspired join me us in shaping the future of house of barf by becoming a supporter today your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the united states and hopefully in the future of the world to support us simply visit podcasters.spotify.com then you can get to House of Barf. Um, also, it is on Spotify. And um, support this podcast and become a supporter. And choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences. 
Every contribution, no matter how small or how big, makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated. Thank you for being an essential part of our journey. With your support, we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you, our incredible listeners. God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash Chan hyphen man seven. And you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today. Thank you. You can also reach me at c287gph at gmail.com. Thank you again. You have a wonderful day. God bless. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? Chairman House of Barb. Sorry about that. Just got cut off right there. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I think we're just going to go ahead and leave it alone. Um, mm, this thing is continuing to drop. I do see, I see a descending triangle pattern developing. Essentially, it's an upside down flag, which is typically a continuation of a descending uh, position. Um, I don't want to do anything stupid and just make this worse for myself. Um, so what I'm going to go ahead and do, see right now I'm up two pips on this, uh, up three pips. Um, man, what do I want to do? All right, let's go ahead and zoom in. Up two pips. Hmm. I'm sitting here just thinking what I want to do. Um. On the MACD, they're starting to converge. The um. The moving average and the um, I don't know what the other one is the the exponential the the, the 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 whatever the price and the moving average are starting to converge. Actually, they're going down. It's starting uh, starting to go down. My TTM and squeeze is starting to drop some more. Um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna add because right now I'm up six pips on my short position. Um, Let's go ahead and let me see real quick. Uh, I'm up 10 pips on the short position. We're going to go ahead and contribute. No, I don't think it's even necessary to do all this. Up approximately about 10 pips. Um, let's go ahead and get ready to take our profit. Um, up about 8 pips. Um, let's go ahead. We're going to get ready to take our profits. We're up seven pips. All right, I'm going to close it down seven pips. Okay. So, uh, close the position up approximately about seven pips. Um, let's go ahead. Keep looking. Um, because, um, If this thing continues to keep dropping, um, let me see what the active trader is telling me. 
essentially they got people essentially the um sellers are aggressive right now um it looks like the chart is continuing to drop let me go to the 30 minute chart it looks like it's continuing to drop uh it's reaching it, it went through support level one support level one i believe was 142.05 and it appears to continue to be going support level two appears to be about 141.698 let me see okay um so i'm going to go ahead and i i took the profit on the short position i'm just going to go ahead and put another short position in real quick i'll do approximately 21,000 units um I'm not going to put my take profit or stop loss in yet. So I'm going to go ahead and just put that in real quick. All right. Um, right now, I'm down the spread. Uh, right now, I'm up uh, zero pips. Well, not up zero uh, Well, I was up, but, but now it's at zero pips. So, okay. So this is just a little hedge. It's not so much to um, make money. I already took the 10 pips. Uh, so let me put my stop loss in at, you know, I, I just, if this thing loses uh, stop loss, um, it's going to be really tight. I, I want it to be uh, uh, five pips. You know what I'm saying? So if this, if this thing loses five pips, um, uh, so the price I got was 141.861. This is my short position. Uh, essentially, I'm just putting this in just in case it continues just to do some ridiculous dropping. I'm down three pips. I'm down three pips. Uh, down two pips. Okay. Um, if this thing begins to start to consolidate, uh, all right, maybe, maybe, okay, I'm down four pips. Okay, let me do 10 pips up. Okay. Sorry, I did 10 pips. Uh, I know I said five pips, but um, um, because I want to give this thing some room to breathe to see what it wants to do. But good news is uh, we were able to get out of the. Okay, so now I'm down four pips. Uh, One second, I got a phone call. Uh, I'm not going to take it right now. Uh, I hope it's nothing important here. Give me one second. Uh, ah, crap. Give me one second. I hope it's nothing important. Uh, down five pips. Okay. So it looks like we're hitting a consolidation. I could be wrong, but again, if I'm looking at the upside down triangle, this is supposed to happen, which it's getting away from that upside down triangle. Um, now it's just dropped. So what charting pattern are we going into right now? Uh, uh, let me see. It, yeah, I think it's time to exit. I think it's just time to exit now. Uh, we're down four pips. Uh, yeah, I think it's just time to get out. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and get ready to take my losses at, um, five pips. Uh, so got, I got 10 pips, okay? I'm going to sacrifice five of those pips uh, just in case this thing continues to drop um, anymore. 
so I went ahead and put that in real quick. Uh, actually, I'm going to bring it. We're, I'm about to get ready to exit this. And then what we're going to do is we're going to reverse, reverse, reverse. And we're going to say I'm down three pips. Um, uh, we're down four pips. Uh, so let me let me go down to the five-minute chart. I just want to see what, what it's doing. Um, thank you to anybody who's just sticking around. Uh, we haven't even got to the U.S. equities yet. Um, so I'm down here at the five-minute chart, and the five-minute chart is telling me that it's still got room to drop. Um, I'm down two pips. Okay, I had a I had a homegirl named Pip uh, at one time. Uh, I hope she's doing well. Cool ass motherfucker, she really was. That was one cool. That was one cool person. That was one cool. She was like, she had the worst accent. I, I love Pip, um, but she had the worst fucking accent. It was like British American, something like like a baby talking or something. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yo, she was cool as hell. Um, man, last time I talked to her, I think she was running a marathon. Uh, okay, we're down three pips. Okay. Um, again, this is just all right, down five pips. Stop loss is about to get triggered. Not triggered yet. Not triggered yet. Okay, triggered. Stop loss is triggered. Gave up five of those pips that I made. Um, it's cool. Uh, made 10 pips, gave up five pips. Now I'm going to the long position and we're going to, um, we're going to dollar cost average it. So the long position now should be down. Uh, yeah. 190 pips. Uh, yeah, it's down tremendously. Uh, so was able to bring in probably about like $5, you know, uh, on those losses, uh, on the short position now. Um, oh crap. Uh, uh, I got, I got, a, got a couple phone calls coming in. Um, now what we're going to do is chart this. Uh, and also we're going to go to live news because I want to see what was it that, um, made this happen. So I'm going to go to CNBC just, okay. They're on commercial break. Uh, let me go to my live news. Uh, let's see. Um, nothing came out. Uh, I don't see anything that just came out. Um, okay. Okay. So my head, my, my short position closed, did just fine on it. Did great on it. My personal opinion. We did lose five of those pips. It was cool. Uh, is it still dropping? 141.929. Um, let me zoom in on the chart. Um, see what it's doing. Okay. Give me just one second. No, I don't want to look at you. I'm looking at VU. I want to look at you. USDJPY. There we go. All right. Um, okay. Let's zoom in. Okay. I think we have a consolidation. All right. Here we go. All right. Ah, uh, here we go. Don't want to get greedy. This could be a continuation. I mean, a consolidation and then a continuation. So we want to 
kind of let it play out real quick and kind of see what it's going to do. Don't want to jump in just too quick. We have uh, some body, uh, some buyer's body. Uh, the wick has just got made. The highest it was approximately 141.96. Let me look at the active trader. People are buying at 141.94. People are buying at 141.93. Uh, let me see the last. Okay, people are buying at 141.95. Okay, here we go. We may have a consolidation. Where are people selling? People are selling at 141.96, 144, 141.967. People are selling at 141.969. Okay, so we may have us a little bit of consolidation. Um, I don't want to mess up because this could be a consolidation before the continuation of the bearish trend. Um, so I kind of want to let this play out real quick. Um, it does look my MACD is still, I'm not sure if this is the correct term, but converging in the in oversold territory. Uh, the um, gosh darn it, the exponential or whatever and the moving average are still separated. Uh, the TTM squeeze is at like the lowest low. Um, the uh, stochastic slow is churning now. It was going down, but now it just kind of like leveled out in the sold territory. And the CCI is churning around. The CCI is turning around. This is a 30-minute chart. Um, let me see what CNBC, something came out. They're back. Welcome back to Money Movers. I'm Sylvana Hanau, and here's your CNBC News update. Gaza's tele telecommunications company, Paltel, said services are being gradually restored in central and southern Gaza following a blackout that began yesterday. The enclave has lost phone and internet connectivity more than half a dozen times since the start of the Israel-Hamas war, according to a company that tracks global internet access. Ukraine will reportedly have to delay pensions and salaries for public employees if it does not receive Western financial aid. The country's deputy prime minister told the Financial Times Kyiv is pouring all of its revenue into defense since Russia's invasion. Congress went into its holiday recess without striking a deal on a package that includes aid for Ukraine and Israel as Republicans push for immigration policy changes. And the Detroit Pistons just made NBA history, but not in a good way. Hey. The Pistons are the league's first team to lose 27 straight games in a season after losing to the Brooklyn Nets last night. The team's next game is against the NBA leading Boston Celtics oh. on the road Thursday. And Frank, I know you're a fan of basketball, so. How in the world did the Detroit Pistons make CNBC news? My gosh. They're doing great this year, but I'm a Pistons fan. I used to live there. So I'm a Pistons fan Thank too. All right, coming up next here on Money Movers, Bleakley's Peter Book Bar. On the okay, so uh, more geopolitical issues came out. Essentially, you know, uh, is the U.S. dollar going to be good considering that, you know, people need U.S. help? We're going to have to print more money. That may not be good for the USD. We have to see what is sending this JPY, USD, JPY currency pair down. Let's go ahead real quick. I'm going to get ready to wrap this up. I'm not going to hold you all much longer. Um, let me see. I'm going to the five minute chart. Does look like we're starting to get a little consolidation. Uh, let me look at this chart right now. Uh, doesn't look like anything yet. Still looks like it's just kind of existing. Um, uh, I'm going to give this some time to do what it do. Uh, but let me see right now. The TTM and squeeze is like, I mean, it's dropped, dropped. I mean, 
so let's see if it starts uh, con uh, consolidating a little bit. Uh, the stochastic, uh, the, um, what do I have? I think, crap, I can't remember what this is. Is it 20 day? I can't remember, but it's starting to move above the average price, the, clo the average closing price. Uh, the CCI is moving up. Uh, let me look at this MACD and see if it will consolidate. Uh, it does look like it's starting to level out some. It does look like it's leveling out. It doesn't look like it's dropping. So I'm going to go ahead and go to this long position. Trust me, I'm not saying that this is a good idea or not. Okay, it's, it's dropping still. Um, it's still dropping. I may need to just give it more time uh, to continue to drop. I'm not going to put in a short position or a hedge position right now. Uh, we were able to get the short position to, you know, be it. We were able to exit the short position with a gain. Uh, and then I went ahead, put in another short position and took a hit. Uh, somehow I got to close this long position. Uh, and it's still dropping. We're down about 191 pips. Um, so I don't want to get in too soon. If it's going to drop some more, let it drop. And then. I want to get in at a good entry point. I think we're at a good entry point, but uh, just a little has tended down about 193 pips. Uh, it is continuing to drop. Let me, um, okay. Uh, I think we have a bigger sell body uh, on the last candlestick. Um, let me see, people are selling at 141.888. It looks as if right now the buyers are a tad bit more aggressive than the sellers. The sellers appear to be raising their prices uh, and the buyers appear to be, um, right now my, my volume profile for currency pairs is not working. I don't know why. If I was to put this on a US equity, it would start, it would show up, but it's not working right now. Um, so if the sellers are starting to raise their prices, I, let's, let's go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and, uh, uh, let me see the, um, the nine day, um, uh, exponential is below the 20 day, meaning that it's still bearish. Uh, once this starts to flatten out a little bit, um, and then let me see on the VWAP, um, Prices are below the VWAP, um, meaning that it's still a little bit bearish. Uh, so this nine-day um, moving average, when it gets to kind of flatten out a little bit, because it's still kind of steep right now, um, below the 20-day uh, moving average. And trust me, I don't know everything I'm talking about. Trust me. Okay, I'm just taking my time. Um once this flattens out a little bit and that nine day moving average starts to move closer to that 20 day moving average. Uh, and right now it's it's, it's retraced approximately about, uh, 40% of, um, 40% of, uh, you know, the highs, it came down about 40%. Um, and it looks as though the lowest wick has hit. At 141.823, it's starting to look like things are starting to go up to 141.888, 141.889. Came down a little bit, a couple cells just went in at 
Uh, but I see it's going back up to 141.886. Um, okay. So uh, I think that lowest wick has hit. All right. Sorry. Thank you to anybody that's just riding with me on this. We haven't even got the U.S. equities yet. Um, this is probably going to be a, a longer episode. Uh, we're down about 191 pips. Uh, it's kind of staying there right now. Um, it looks like the lowest wick hit at 141.823. Looks like we're at 141.89. We're at one. We got a buyer at 141.901. We got a buyer at 141.902. Uh, sellers are moving their prices up to 141.91. Let me see. Is there anybody else? Now, with this active trader, one thing is, this is why I like the volume profile. Another buddy of mine calls it footprint. What I like about it is the, uh, the, the active trader are trades that people have put in. So it's not necessarily, these are the market orders. This is not necessarily the true numbers. Um, so, but I still look at the active trader um, just to see, kind of determine where the seller's putting their prices and where are the buyers. Okay. So on my TTM squeeze, red means that we are going away from the price. We're going, we're, 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 I don't know what it is. Uh, we're not consolidating. We're, we're not consolidating. Yellow means that we're starting to consolidate. Um, and right now, yellow bars are creating, meaning the consolidation is starting to happen. The lowest wick in the last five days has hit. Let me go to like a 30-day, uh, 20-day, one hour. Let me see real quick. And look, I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything, man. You know, shout out to your financial advisors. You're fantastic people. Hopefully they are because there are some not so fantastic people. Uh, let's look at crew. What's going Other on? Commodities, copper's at a multi-month high. Iron ore's at an 18. Okay. Sorry about that. I just wanted to see what he was talking about with crew. Um, okay. I'm looking at the... The um oh sorry let me, I'm looking at the twenty day kind of just want to see the twenty day one forty uh hit one forty so I'm seeing people are starting to sell at one forty one point nine one three um uh, drop down to one forty one point nine zero four all right uh, uh so the sellers are getting a little aggressive uh the buyers are lowering their prices one forty one eight nine one um. That's all it is, man. This is this is just a war. You're going at with people saying, hey, we're not selling. Right now, sellers move the prices up again to 141.906. Uh, 141.914. Okay. All right. Let's zoom in now. Let me zoom in. Uh, five day, five minute. Okay. I think we're hitting a little bit of a consolidation period. Um Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Um, okay, uh, right now a trend or charting pattern has not developed like that right now. Uh, so I'm kind of, uh, it does look like, does look like that nine day moving average wants to kind of flatten out. It looks like it's flattening out right now. Okay, it looks like it's kind of like, okay, it, it went, and right now it's kind of like, all right, I think I think we can pull this up. Let's see if we can pull this plane up. Uh-oh. 
Okay. Um, okay. All right. Uh, the MACD is converging. The TTM squeeze is consolidating. The stochastic slow is going above uh, the, the what, what is my stochastic settlement? Is it 20 days? I don't even think it's 20 days. Maybe 10 days. But it's moving above the closing prices of the last, I think it's, is it 10, 20 days? I got to look at my uh, studies uh, when I set it up. The CCI is moving up. The nine-day moving average is flattening out below that 20-day moving average. Let's see. Okay. Prices are up around 141.95. Okay. So I'm going to go to my long position. This could be the stupidest thing to do in the world, but it's okay. We're going to go ahead and add to the long position. Let me go ahead and buy. And I don't have much. I don't have much left, but let's go ahead and we're going to buy some more at this lower price. Um, let's get in. Okay. So my new position is down uh, zero pips, okay? Um, so cool, all right. Didn't have that much. Um, I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna have to send some more money into the account, uh, probably try to get that done uh, by the end of business today. End of business is approximately 4 p.m. Uh, we'll probably pull something out of US equities and uh, put it towards this so that I can get more currency and try to ride this thing up to get this position to close out um so let me go ahead uh let that chill for a little bit so with that new long position uh got the price of 141.92 uh with that new long position essentially i'm just going to be scalping taking five dollars here seven dollars there ten dollars there um i may hold on to it for a day or two but with that, um, it's just going to be, now it's not going to show, but it's just going to be, I'm going to be chucking that 188 pip loss down. You know what I'm saying? Just taking it, taking it, taking it. Um, and then when that 188 pip thing decides that it wants to take off, then it's just going to take off. It's at 187 now. Uh, and I'm up one pip on the new long position. So it's just going to take off. And then we have those little scalps. Then we have, um, it's, it's down 186 pips now. Uh, then we're going to have the 186 come up. So let's say, for example, again, last thing real quick. Let's just say I scalp, scalp, scalp. And like right now I'm up one pip on the, uh, the other joint. I could take it. But, uh, you know, you got commissions and fees and whatnot. I don't even know how much my commissions and fees were. Let me see what my commissions and fees was on that buy. It was 25 cents. Um so essentially, uh, I, okay, I'm up because I'm up two pips. That's approximately 75 cents. So I've already covered my commissions and fees. But let's just say my new long position makes me $20 or whatever, um, or $8, whatever it is. Then I'm going to go ahead and continue just to take that, take that. So then let's say the long position, uh, the, the scalping makes me, let's say, 50 bucks after all that scalping. And then the old long positions down 150 bucks, then I'm down a hundred bucks and you know, a hundred bucks to me is not too bad, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how this goes right now down 184 pips up four pips in the other position. So I'm going to give that a chance to do what it do. And we're going to take a quick break and then we get to get to the U S equities. And then I'm probably going to get out of here. 
Uh, I want to thank anybody. I want to thank everybody who decides to stop by and just listen to the podcast. I mean, you can't even really understand or relate because you don't have the screen up and seeing what I'm doing. Uh, but you know, it's very possible. There's you get the gist. Uh, uh, right now, down approximately about 185 pips. Um, so um, and up four pips on uh, the new long position. Um, let me go ahead and let this go. Um, I want to thank everybody again. I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back. We're hitting, what, this one's going to be about two hours long, three hours long. I'm not sure. Think about pizza or tacos for lunch. But, all right, thank you again. Uh, I'm Chan Man, and this is House of Barf. I am thrilled to introduce you to an exciting new storybook journey that I believe will capture your imagination. Allow me to present Langston Mangston's Coolamate Stand Adventure, a compelling short story that promises to transport you to a world of interest, excitement, and learning. The title of the book is Langston Mangston's Coolamate Stand Adventure by Chandler Hayes. In a world of colorful imagination and captivating stories, a new children's book has emerged to empower our young minds with crucial life lessons, life skills, and financial literacy. Langston Mankson's Coolamate Stand Adventure is a cheering short story written by a talented black author who understands the importance of equipping our youth in the early stages of life with the tools they need to navigate the realm of money, savings, and smart choices. Meet Langston Mankson and his imaginary best friend, Zonky, a pink elephant, two curious souls who embark on an adventure around the vibrant landscape of Wichita, Kansas, where Langston Mankson sets out to accomplish multiple goals and is met with obstacles that he must overcome. Langston Mankson and Zonky discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. Langston Mankson, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonky, Langston Mankson learns about the value of money and how to save, the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges, with money, and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and and engaging storytelling, Young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mankson set savings goals, teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mankson's Coolamate Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mankson's Coolamate Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors. It is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mankson, Zonky, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored 
if you would consider exploring Links and Minkson's Cool and Made Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts. Your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Your support in spreading the word about Langston Manson's Cool and Made Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy. Me, um, Chandler Hayes, um, and, and am excited to join the community of storytellers with a background in finances. I am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature. Langston Mangston's Cool and Made Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success, and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement. And I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me. Uh, You can reach me at the email c287gph at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Warmest regards. Have a great day. God bless. Yo, 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 what's good? It's Chairman House of Bar. Thank you to anybody who decided to come back. So we let the Forex market trades do what it do. Now we're going to go move to the U.S. equities. So I'm going over to my U.S. equities. Uh, I don't have a lot of money in my U.S. equities. Uh, I'm, I'm working hard on it. Um, uh, let me see. Let me pull it up. Uh, I've been having a lot of bills. Uh, I've, I've expressed to y'all so many times of the personal stuff that I'm going through. Uh, so I've been withdrawing a lot to stay ahead. I applied for a couple jobs. jobs. Uh, uh, my, my, you know, it's really tough right now. Uh, I applied for a couple jobs, but I know it's kind of hard to enter. You know, I'm going to have to find another industry, UPS or something, because, I mean, it's kind of hard to get a job when you have, like, public stuff going on, public legal issues. I mean, I know a bunch of people got a bunch of stuff going on, uh, but, I mean, you know, blackmail with um, legal issues going on, uh, not a good look. You know what I'm saying? How do we know he's just not going to come to our company and start busting people in the head and whatnot? And it's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when the story, time tells all tales. When the story is finally told, people are going to really start realizing like, oh, shit, this is what happened. Anybody close to me, anybody else probably won't really care. But they'll start realizing that, yo, it's everything is not what it appears. But, you know, there, you know, there may be some truth, but it's not everything is not what it really looks like. Uh, and you know, I'm not really one to like, um, speak on it at times. Cause if you believe what you believe, then believe what you believe. And it lets me kind of know who you are. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if some of it's true, I'll tell you some of it's true. And if it's not, then I, then whatever, you know what I'm saying? Believe what you want to believe. Um, so go to the U S equities right now. I have, um, I'm trying to sell some contracts on paramount. I'm trying to sell a put. 
uh, I said when the contract gets to 28 cents, uh, I'll sell the put. Right now, it's at about 14 cents. Uh, and then also on MRO, it's uh, Marathon Oil. I said when that contract gets to 24 cents, I'll sell it. Right now, it's at about 8 cents. Uh, so those are nowhere near being filled. Um which is cool. I'm not. I'm not going to change it. If anything, I'm going to go in and I'm going to find another contract. Um, I am working on JetBlue. Um, let me go to JetBlue. So what I'm going to go ahead and do? Go to JetBlue. So right now I have JetBlue, and currently right now I'm down about 26% on this trade. So in the meantime, while it's down, um. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to sell some contracts um, to bring in some extra revenue. Now, the question is, which strategy am I going to take? Am I going to uh, sell calls, essentially saying that, hey, if it gets up to this price, you can have it? Or am I going to sell puts and say, hey, if it gets down to this price, I'll purchase more shares? Now, the thing with JetBlue is, in my personal opinion, if I'm correct, it's down the lowest it's been in like 15 years. So I don't know if selling puts is going to be the best idea. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it'd be a great idea because low volatility, uh, considering that each one of those puts is probably going to uh, actually make money. Uh, considering, I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to go much lower. And right now it's currently at $5.73. Where am I going to put the short put? $2.50? You know, and I don't think it's ever gotten that low. Let me see. JetBlue, 20 years. I'm going to the 20-year chart. And the lowest it's been in 20 years is... Where is it at? Show me the lowest it's been in 20 years. Usually, it just points it out for me. Is this... Right, let me check. Well, it's not pointing it out for me right now. Sorry about that. But here, let me, let me squeeze this chart some more. Just point it out. All right, well, let me just look. Okay, $2.81. Okay, that's the lowest it's been in 20 years. So I'm not sure if selling a put at $2.81. You know, I could sell a call and a put if I have eligibility to do that. Um, that might be a good idea. Just have a, um, I don't know, what's what's that called? Um, what's the option strategy when you sell a call and sell a put? Um, here, let me just type it in. What's the option strategy? It's a short something. When you the short spread, when you sell a put and sell a call, a short straddle. Okay, short straddle. So maybe a short straddle may be a good idea. Uh, that might be the way we go if I have eligibility again. Of course, um, this eligibility is kicking my ass. It really is. Because I can't do shit, uh, which the brokerage and the regulators, they're just trying to protect the industry. So it's completely understandable. Not all investors are that intelligent. 
I'm not to insult anybody, and they could put themselves at risk. I still remember this one guy. Oh my gosh! So Tesla, this was a this was probably about two years ago. Tesla shoots up. I don't know what it shot up to from let's just say one thousand to two thousand, right? This guy decides that he's going to open up a brokerage account, put like two hundred thousand dollars in the account, and guess what he did? He decided that he was going to like buy a put on Tesla, like only, right? Man, Tesla shot up to like 2,400 or something. This guy gets a $2 million margin call. He was down like 2 million. Dead ass. I can't even remember the guy's name. Um, Gets like a $2 million um margin call you have like three days to maintain or maintenance that margin call whatever it is and if you don't that broker is going to close the position the broker closed the position and he's like man if y'all just give me more time or whatever it was going to come down i think it eventually did come down (laughs) you know what i'm saying and that's one thing about being strategic is about what it's about is sometimes your analysis is correct, but you may not be on the right time frame. So you got the right idea. Stock shoots up, it should be going down, right? But your time frame may be tomorrow when the actual time frame may be a year from now. So Paramount and Apple are trying to get together to create a streaming service. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna buy Paramount with all my money. The streaming service hasn't even been confirmed yet. So even after it's confirmed, it could take another year before it freaking uh, even is existed. So you go ahead and go all in on Paramount, boom, I'm gonna get me a long call, you know say on Paramount or whatever, and the shit is just dropping. It's because your analysis is correct. I'm not saying that this is facts. Your analysis is correct. Correct. However, your time frame is off. So what's one way we could approach this? Can we just get a $700 long out of the money call? That's what I would do. You know the premium on that thing? Probably cents. Probably 30 cents. Probably 40 cents. Not probably four. Why are we talking about it? Let's look at it. Paramount. Uh, And why am I not getting a long call on Paramount? I don't have eligibility. All I can do right now is sell short puts, uh, cash secured puts. Uh, If I had the eligibility, yes, I would go out to about December 19th, 2025, two years from now. Um, It's about 723 days. Um, let's look at the out of the money. Uh, there's an out of the money 35 call going for approximately 75 cents. 75 freaking dollars. I would get one of those and sit on it for two years. When the Apple thing happens, if it happens, that should give it plenty of time for the deals, the antitrust laws, everything to be dealt with, and for the streaming service to get approved and for them to go ahead and create the streaming service and then come out. And if not, if this thing expires worthless, if it stays below the strike price, 
of $35, then guess what? I lose 75 freaking dollars. Compared to what? Compared to going to Paramount right now at $14.87, timesing that by 100, $14.88 times 100, putting up $1,400, approximately $1,500, and riding on that. And now if this thing drops, you're down $100, you're stuck in the position, you're in it for a whole year, and blah, 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 you didn't even have to do all that. You just got to go to your broker, get eligibility, and you're good. $75 freaking dollars? This contract could end up being worth $3 or something. Let me see. $3 minus uh, 75, I mean, 75 cents times 100. $200. That's not much, but... You know, it, who knows? It could become worth $9, $10. It could become worth $27. Okay, let's see. Let's see. What's what's $20 times uh, 100? 2000 Yeah, 2000 So all you did was buy a $75 contract for two years, let it sit, didn't touch it, didn't care about it. It cost you $75 freaking dollars. No offense, you probably spend that on video games or... I don't know what you do, you know, equipment for your new hiking trip, um, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You, man, if I had eligibility, I'd do that right now. It, it, I mean, because I really do believe that the Paramount Apple thing, Paramount has a streaming service out right now, which I think is okay. It's pretty good. Football games are shitty. Oh, my God. It's, no, no, I'm sorry. Not Paramount. Peacocks. Football games are shitty. Um but Paramount, they got a pretty good streaming service. It's not bad at all. However, I don't think when you got Netflix, HBO, Max, Disney, Peacock, uh, does Apple have Apple TV? You know, well, see, that's why I think Apple's trying to get in. They're like, you know what? Apple is in so many damn things that sometimes you gotta know when it's like, okay, Amazon does it too. They're in so many damn things that sometimes you gotta say, okay, right? Uh, well, not right, but you know, this is my opinion. Um, so Apple's probably like, yo, we got Apple TV. We're doing okay. Not too many people are going all in. Uh, and then Paramount's like, hey, we got a streaming service. People aren't really going all in. How can we compete? See, one thing about Netflix, I don't know what they do, but even when my Wi-Fi is, uh, you know, sorry, it's, uh, I don't know the word. I think people sometimes say things like janky or whatever. It, when my Wi-Fi is a little off, right? Netflix still works. So that's one thing why I'm always keeping my Netflix uh, subscription because, you know, when the weather gets bad and the Wi-Fi gets a little, little messed up, Netflix still works. The other ones don't work so well. Now, the other ones, like Disney, I got because they always got some good stuff on it. You know what I'm saying? So probably keep the Disney as well. Uh, not to mention my... Uh, uh, cell phone carrier actually compensates me for Disney right now. Uh, so that's another reason why I got Disney. But um, yeah, so Apple's like, hey, you know what? We got a lot of things going on. I can't even tell you all the things. Uh, I don't know. Computers, stores. I can't even tell. Here, let's look it up real quick. Uh, fundamentals, A-A-P-L. Let's look it up real quick. Um, where's the fundamentals? Uh, come on, come on, come on. Here we go. 
uh, iPhones, um, uh, computers, tablets. It's worldwide. Uh, uh, what well, it's it's in so many different things. Um, let me see. Usually, uh, yeah, uh, watches, TVs. So they're in so many different things that sometimes you say, you know what, we're really not capitalizing probably on, and if I did more in-depth research, I could probably figure out how much money Apple TV is bringing in. If they have Apple TV, I believe they have Apple TV. Um, and I'm talking about a streaming service. Let me turn my TV on real quick and find out. Um, let me see. I know they got Apple Music, they got the iTunes. Let me see. Does Apple have an app? I'm just I'm looking real quick. Yeah, right here. Do I have it? Sometimes uh, I be having services and don't even be knowing it. Um I probably don't. Let me see. Yeah, I don't have it. But yeah, they have Apple TV right here. So, um, so you got Apple TV, and then you got Paramount. I actually, I believe I have Paramount. Uh, I believe I'm actually, uh, I think I got it like a year ago. I wanted to watch this show uh, called um, Yellowstone. So I got Paramount. Uh, and I believe I may still have it. Uh, I'm not sure. I may have canceled it. Um, but they're probably like, okay, we need to get together um, and so that we can compete with Google, Google brought out uh, YouTube TV. Um, I'm pretty sure Facebook probably has something on their platform. Meta has something. Uh, Netflix, HBO, Max, you know, Showtime, Anytime. You know, how are we going to compete? So they say, you know what, let's get together uh, and, and try to take it out. But again, going back, the analysis, fantastic. However, the time frame needs to match the analysis. Besides time frames, let me go ahead and take a look at 4X. Let's see. Ooh, I'm up 23 pips. Okay. Am I going to go ahead and scout this? Or am I going to go ahead and let it ride? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I got an important phone call. I'm sorry, people. I love y'all. Um, I got to get ready to go. Love y'all. Uh, I'll holler at you later. This is Chan Man House of Bar. <laughs>
Langton, Manson, and Zonky discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. Langston Mankson, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonky, Langston Mankson learns about the value of money and how to save, the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges, with money, and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and emerging and, and engaging storytelling, Young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mankson set savings goals, teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mankson's Coolamated Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mankson's Coolamated Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors. It is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mankson, Zonky, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored if you would consider exploring Langston Mankson's Coolamade Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts. Your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Your support in spreading the word about Langston Mankson's Coolamade Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy me um, Chandler Hayes um, and and am excited to join the community of storytellers with a background in finances I am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature Langston Mankson's Coolamade Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success, and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement, and I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me uh, you can reach me at the email c287gph at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Warmest regards. Have a great day. God bless. Yo, 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 real quick. It's just, uh, sorry, my bad. Uh, I had to take these phone calls, man. I got these, these, uh, these debt collectors and everybody after me. I'm going to get to them. I promise you. I'm not going to. 
And I'm even going to try to keep it out of uh, collections. I'm dead ass. I'm not, I'm not doing that. All right. So long positions uh, with Forex. Uh, uh, one position is down 166 pips. The other position is uh, up 22 pips. Thinking about um, uh, maybe possibly just go ahead. And again, I told you I was going to go scalping. Uh, so with it being up 22 pips, but it looks like there's a lot of room for it to go up. It doesn't even look like I really need to do it right now. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and scalp it. And I don't like that term. That sounds so bad. Um, and by scalping, just taking little gains at a time. I know we could just go ahead and I'm, I'm going to keep the other long position. But this is going to help lock in. You know what? I'm, what I'm going to do with this is I'm going to put a trailing stop in at like, like, I don't know, like five pips, uh, may even do less than that. Like I'll do like, like, I don't know, like three pips. So if it comes down like three pips, close it out. And then I'm going to put in a new buy, um, a new buy, but at least, uh, that, um, oh, I got to put in at least five pips. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to put in a trailing stop of five pips. Um, so at least, um, that's locked in my, I gotta, I gotta think of a different term for scalping. I don't like it. Uh, I like to believe that it's not, it's actually true. I actually, uh, I come from the Midwest and, you know, a lot of native Americans, when they migrated from their different countries, moved to the Midwest, hence all the names, Dakota, Wichita, Oklahoma, Chicago, Illinois, um, you can keep going. Uh, so I feel like I have um, a relationship with Native American people. I mean, when you fly in, even into some of the airports, I mean, they have like that pattern. It's like a it's like a up, down, up, down pattern. I don't know what you call it uh, that you see on a lot of stuff. I mean, I, oh, did it trigger? No, it didn't trigger. Uh, I have a notification that if it triggers, it hits me up. Uh, so I don't like terms that offend Native American people, um, you know. So I just I feel kind of passionate about them, you know. what I'm saying, and supposedly, I'm like one one sixteenth Native American, uh, based on uh, my great grandmother on my um, father's side, and then on my no on no on my mother's side. I'm sorry, on my mother's side and on my father's side. Um, I believe we may have some Creole. Uh, so, you know, I kind of, I kind of, uh, you know, feel close to Native Americans. So there used to be this term called scalping uh, with Native Americans. And I don't really like that term. Um, so, of course, the question is, how did I feel about the term Redskins being out here in D.C.? I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It, it was a terrible name. Those old Redskins. What the fuck? Like, that is the most basic way you can refer to somebody those old white people them old them old black people i mean seriously that's why i'm like why are we going around being called blacks them old black skins now there is i believe a native american tribe this is partially of my family called the black foots but they weren't i mean they were probably darker complected but um they weren't they weren't black so that's different and then there's also i believe um an Italian family that referred to themselves as the Black Palm, but they weren't black. You know, what I'm 
and and we're not black either. And we we go around walking around telling people to call us black. I'm like, what, well, then what should we refer to as to? Huh? I don't know. What do we call people that are from Asia? Hmm. Asians. What do we call people who are from Brazil? What do we call those people? Do we call them Brazilians? So what do we call people who are from America? Hmm. I don't know. You know, so that's why I'm like, man, why are we going around allowing people to be like those old blacks? Ah, man, I don't know. I don't know. What was I about to Google? I totally forgot. Shit. Damn it. Totally forgot I was about to Google something. I was typing it in and went on my spill. All right. So real quick, um, let me go ahead and do what I can do for the time being. Um, and again, why am I not selling a long call on Paramount way out there? I would, but my eligibility, if you want to hear me do it, I'll show you real quick. All right. So I'm going to go to the, what is it? Paramount. Because I have enough for a long call, but they're going to say, you don't have eligibility for this trade. So I'm going to go to Paramount. I'm going to go to strike price. Uh, let me see a good one. I'll go to strike price 35. It's approximately, uh, the spread is a little wide, uh, but it's cool. I'm going to put it at 75 cents. It's between 70 and 99 cents. So I'm going to put it at 75 cents because that's typically what I like to do. I like to go towards the, the bid price. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and sell this off. And you're going to hear a ding, ding. And that just means rejected. You're not eligible for this trade because I got $75 in the account. Matter of fact, I, I got the $1,400 for the underlying. But I don't have eligibility because I'm broke. Um, here we go. Send it off. Okay, you're rejected. And let me go ahead and read the message to you of why I'm rejected. This account is not approved for this level of options trading. It's bullshit. So really all I can do is cash secured puts. So, uh, which is not a bad strategy. It's just, you know, they suck all the money out of your account. You know, um, so JetBlue, back to JetBlue. Um, I would buy a long call in JetBlue as well, like a year out. Uh, actually, I have the underlying. So I think the strategy I'm going to use is selling short calls. Essentially, if it gets to this price, take it. You can take it. You can have it. Leave me alone. So I'm going to go. How many? Do I want to do weeklies or do I want to do a little bit longer? Weeklies, you get the quick cash. Boom, 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 bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Um, the, the, the longer the expiration is where you get the premium. You know, you collect the premium, and then you may come back one day, and it's like, hey, we just want to let you know uh, your JetBlue is gone. And it's like, oh, shit, it shot up. And you'll be blown because you'll look at it, and it'll shoot up to $27, and your strike price was at $17.50. And you're like, damn, I could have I could have set a, a better strike price than that. But hey, it's cool. I, I got it for $7, sold it for $17, made $10 a, a share. I could have made $20 a share, but it's all good. And then you move on to the next play. So I'm going to go about 30 days. Here, you know what? Let me just see when their earnings report is. Uh, that's going to kind of give us an idea of how the Air Serbia thing worked out. So JetBlue did a thing with Air Serbia. I believe that's what, East, Eastern Europe, something like that. 
I don't know if this was the best time to make a deal. You know, not saying that anything on Air Serbia, but if I'm thinking about traveling to Eastern Europe right now, I'm kind of like, hmm, is it a good time, honey? I don't know. Uh, it could be cheap, you know, but I don't know if it's a good time. So January 30th, we got earnings by uh, JetBlue. Uh, so I don't want a lot of volatility. So January 30th, earnings reports are going to come out. So I want to be out before then. So there's one January 26th. That's probably going to be too close. That's probably about the time people are going to start getting in. Then we have, and that volatility is like 90%. Uh, uh, range of $1, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm going to go to, let's see, let's just go about nine days out, January 5th. It's not too much volatility. It's about 75% volatility, 50% up down, right? Uh, that's what it says. Uh, so damn, there's no contracts out there. Shit. Okay. So I got to go further out. All right. I may have to play against volatility. Uh, so I see February 2nd, there's like 106. Um, I could go to January 26th and that's an 89 implied volatility. Uh, crap. And th 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 here's the contracts and they're not high either. So my underlying is at approximately $7.75. Now, when I sell my contracts, do I have to sell it above my underlying price? Fuck no. Ain't nobody got to know where you got your shit at. You know where you got it at. And you know what losses you're going to take if you do that. But in the meanwhile, you may say, you know what? The, there's a higher contract at $6 than there is at $8. You know what I'm saying? Smart thing to do. Prudent thing to do. Possibly get the $8 contract just in case that'll make you more happy. But you also got to say to yourself, you know what? I've been holding this for how long and it's gotten to this price. You kind of got to mind fuck yourself to say, you know what? I would be okay with losing at this and getting out and moving on to the next position. Uh, let me go ahead and take a look at Forex real quick. Uh, USDJPY. Oh, I'm up 26 pips. All right. On the new long position and down 165 pips on the old position. All right. Back, back at it like a crack addict. All right. So I don't know all the routes. And, uh, you know, I'm going to leave that up and then I'm going to move this over to this screen so I can have both up at the same damn time. All right. So I don't know anything about football, um, but I know that wide receivers have approximately only like nine routes that they, they can run. Let, let me let me look up. Uh, what are the nine routes that wide receivers run? OK, it didn't read it, but essentially there's essentially like nine routes that they run. And, and there's probably more than that, but there's the curl, uh, the comeback, the dig, the flat, uh, the drag. Um, uh, okay. I don't know. Sluggo. I don't know. Fade, hitch, dig. Did I say that already? I'm not sure. Um, let me see. Uh, but, but even with the dig, there's the dig in, there's the dig out. Uh, there's the post. Uh, you know, okay. So as a wide receiver, I imagine that the defensive back or whatever knows this. 
there's only nine ways you're going to go, homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Or homegirl, whatever. Or whatever, 18. Because you could either do it out in whatever, okay? There's only there's only a few ways you're going, all right? And I know this. This is why I get so frustrated on basketball players on defense. I like basketball a little bit more. A lot more, actually. I mean, I love basketball. Uh, football is uh, kind of – you probably will watch me watch football more often than basketball considering my emotions to fo- football is not the same. Uh, as it is for basketball. Basketball, it pisses me off. Uh, so I kind of don't watch it because I, I want to jump through the TV and be like, man, let me check this guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me get the job done. Uh, shit, I feel like I could have checked Kobe. I don't give a damn. Um, however, um, or MJ. Now, MJ, I don't know. That one seems like it's way too, it, man, you know, MJ just seems like it's too hard. Kobe, I feel like I could have checked Kobe. But, and he stole my damn number. I was number 24 first. Uh, uh, but um, essentially with basketball, listen, this person's going to go left, right, forward, may go backwards, but probably not going backwards, okay? Um, so um, regardless, on the, on the wide receiver, right, the wide receiver has probably about 18 different directions that they can go, all right? The defensive back knows this. So they have to kind of mind fuck yourself into believing that I'm going to be running a certain route when I know I'm not running that route. But I got I got to tell myself I'm running this route, okay? Because if you don't tell yourself this, the defensive person's already going to know. Boom, I got him. I can see his body language, whatever it is defensive backs do to read wide receivers, okay? Again, I'm not a football expert. I don't know shit about football. I do like to watch this guy on YouTube. I think his name is uh, Roscoe55 five five or something. Uh, he's really good at explaining football. Um, let me see. Is it Roscoe55 five five or I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Uh, but I like I like watching him. He gets with the kids. I think it's beautiful. Um, it's a wonderful thing, man. And he, he just explains so much about football. Uh, I, I like it. Um, so with the options trading – Yes, you may not really want to get rid of this position at that price. Okay, all right, all right. My new short position just left. Uh, my old position is down 165 pips. Going to get ready, probably get another long position. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the forex. So got the underlying at $7.75 approximately. I don't want to lose this contract at $6.05. So what's a couple of ways I can approach this? One is I put it in, but I put a stop loss and a take profit in, okay? So as soon as this contract loses $10, I'm out of it, okay? So yeah, I sell the contract, somebody buys it, and they say, okay, cool. You know, if it, if it, if it goes above uh, this price, then I get to get at $6.5. Well, I'm going to probably get rid of this contract. Just because I sold the contract doesn't mean I got to hold the contract, and I've made that mistake and it burns me i was trading marathon oil got a contract at like oh my gosh at like like two dollars right this thing shoots up to nine dollars this is when i first started trading options i didn't know what to do so i i'm just i made i made like seven dollars per contract and i probably had i did something stupid i put like 10 contracts in right it was stupid i i don't know joint shoots up I'm sitting there holding it, right? Didn't even sell it. Oh, it burns me to this day. Um, 
but you can get rid of the contract. So I'm going to go about 30 days out, getting close to the earnings report. People are going to start getting volatile around that time. And I got a $7.75 underlying trade price. Let me, let me check that again. $7.76, about 76 cents approximately. So I'm looking at 30 days, getting close to earnings. People are going to start buying. Uh, I do want the volatility. Uh, I want to sell a contract. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like the ones with no volatility. I mean, there was really no contracts there. Uh, so and if I go to February 2nd, there looks to be even better contract prices. So I'm going to go ahead and for the sake of being prudent, I'm going to go ahead and sell a da 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 uh, what was it February 2nd? I could probably get um at 8.5. I could probably get like 15 cents per contract. Um, and 15 cents times 100 because every contract is 100 shares. Um, I could do an 8.5 for probably about 12, 13 dollars. Um, let me see. Now I could go to January 30th, which is seven days prior, which has less volatility. You want less volatility as a seller. You don't want shit going crazy. Um, there's a 750 for about $14. Um, and I could do eight for approximately like $10. Um, let's... See if we go just a little further out, like February 16th. That's about 51 days. And these contracts look more juicy. And let me go 79 days out in March. It looks like volatility is coming down just a little bit. Not too much. Um, volatility looks like it dies in April of 2024. And these contracts, they're, they actually got some contracts for sale. So there's a $10 contract, which I'd be okay with making $3. Uh, how many days is this? Uh, 114, which I'm going to be holding it for a while. I, don't, I mean, I don't have any intentions of selling it, but I kind of want to be out of this before April of 2024. Uh, you know what? Let's just do some gangster shit. And uh, we're just going to sell a contract for, let me see, this Friday. Uh, there's nothing out there. And, and I could put something in there, but I'm not really that pressed. So maybe we'll go to next week. Uh, and these are ugly. There's nothing out there. I mean, they got a contract going for like a penny. Uh, what is it? A $7.50. Nobody's even, even touching it. Uh, but there is a $6.50 going for $4. Uh, this is not pretty. All right. So, I mean, 16 days. Okay, 16 days, got some work. All right, damn it. Let's just go. <sighs> What's January 19th? Let's see. That's about 23 days. And I got a little bit of work in there. All right. So kind of something you think about, me personally also, is if I'm going to wait 100 days to get $10, you know what I'm saying? Um... What is wrong with in 23 days getting five dollars? You know what I'm saying? Because I do plan on get getting rid of this contract unless I wake up one morning and it's gone. You know, but again, we could put those order types in so it doesn't really happen. Um, so they do got a seven, all right, they got an eight 
Let me see. Oh, they got an eight for five dollars and an eight five for four dollars. Okay, I'm gonna make my decision soon. Just give me one second. Thirty-seven thirty-seven days. Okay, they got a they got an eight for thirty-seven days. Uh, but that's 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 gonna be around all the volatility. Um. Okay. So again, if I'm willing to make like $5 or whatever, or $15 in 30 days, then what's wrong with making like $7 in 16 days? So I'm going to go to January 12th, 2024 at 16 days. And if we get a good $5 contract, hmm, nah, you see, because they're not out there. And they're out there for like $6, and that's not what I'm trying to do. I don't even want to play with it. Uh, okay, let me see. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put something in. Six, 16 days. They got a $12, $13 one. So if in 16 days I can make $13, let me see what I can make in nine days. In nine days. There's a six five. Let me see what's the what's the uh, expectancy that it will hit six five six dollars and fifty cents. I'm sorry about that. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna go to a twenty day chart. The highest it's hit in twenty days is five dollars and ninety four cents. Um, and what I'm basically doing is just making these little trades, uh, just to take the percentage down. So let's say, um, I'll just say it real quick. I'm down. 26% and that's $700. Okay, I'm down $700. So let's take six divided by $700. Well, um, and that just bring that doesn't even bring me 1%. That brings me a point of a percent. So what is 700 times? I want to at least try to get $7. I at least want to make 1%, but I don't want to take too long to make 1%. I want to, I want to kind of get it done now. Uh, so see the $6 has a Delta of 36. That's the highest Delta, I'm not trying to fool with it. Um, so let me, okay. You know, I'm just going to next Friday, uh, January 5th, 2024, I'm going to sell, um, No, I don't want to do that. I was going to do like a $6 one. Let me go back out and try to be try to be responsible. There's an $8 in 23 days that could make me $6. So I'm going to do the $8 one. Uh, that would give me about $0.24 cents per share, um, even if I'm not paying attention and I, and I miss out. Um, all right, let me go 23, let me go 30 days. Let me go 30 days. There's an $8 going for 10 cents right now. There's an 8.5 going for 7 cents approximately. And there's a 9 going for, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put in an order to sell the 9, and there's a, that's an 8% delta. I mean, there's an 8% chance that this is going to be in the money. So I'm going to do the 9, and currently it's going for approximately 6 cents. So I'm going to put in an order to sell it 
uh, 30 days out. Let me see uh, what's was 37 days. Okay, they got a 10. They got a 10 going for 5 cents right now. So I'm going to do 37 days. Let me do 51 days real quick. Let me just see what 51 days got. Okay. Yeah, they got a 10 going for about $9. It's cool. So I'm going to go to 37 days, February 2nd, 2024. And I'm going to sell a 10. Um, I'm going to do a sell limit uh, for at least $0.07. Cents. Right now it's going for, what's it going for again? It's going for, the 10 is going for $0.04. Cents. So I want at least $0.07. Cents. Um so I'm gonna put that in there. So this is not gonna execute right away. Uh, I'm gonna put this good till close. And um, yeah, so uh, here we go. Gonna go ahead and send that off. Uh, again, I'm gonna sell this seven cents at least. Um, and let's send it off. All right, it's sitting in my pending. Um, all right, last trade that I want to get into real quick. Um, it's this cheap-ass uh, semiconductor company. I'm not even sure if they're real. Uh, one thing I like to do is check their headquarters. They say they're real. I've called them. Um, it's called Adamera. Um, let's go to Yahoo Finance real quick. Uh, and we'll go to the conversations. Just take a look at what people are saying about this. Why was the conference call a disappointment? I understand we still have to wait for the next level of approvals. This is somebody. This was in November. Uh, I did not like that they are still doing ATM sales. Uh, this is in May. Um, ATM is going to explode, but it hasn't. You know, I'm not even sure if I'm going to fold this out of matter. So, you know what? I'm going to look around, do some research, uh, see if there's any other small companies out there that are um, I worked it. Uh, I was looking at Nightscope ticker symbol. Uh, Adam is ATOM. Uh, Nightscope is ticker symbol KSCP. Uh, they're going through some hella struggles, but they don't even have options. Like, I mean, but the price of it is 62 cents. So it's kind of like, dude, uh, get it or not. You know, you don't need to go around trading options and everything on this. It's, it's ridiculous. Low volume. Um, if I'm correct, this volume is what, like 39,000 or something. Let me see. Uh, where's this volume at? I don't even know. Um, but low volume, uh, it looks like they're going through a lot of issues. Uh, night scope is, I may do night scope, get it at 62 cents. Damn. It just jumped up to 62, uh, 19. It's, it's trading fractional shares now at this point. Um, I'm going to figure something out. I'm going to do my research, uh, see what other, other companies will be worth getting into, uh, or where I can also trade some contracts. Um, but yeah, just want to say thank you to everybody who decides to kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Bar. I am thrilled to introduce you to an exciting new storybook journey that I believe will capture your imagination. Allow me to present Langston Mangston's Kool-Aid Stand Adventure, 
a compelling short story that promises to transport you to a world of interest, excitement, and learning. The title of the book is Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure by Chandler Hayes. In a world of colorful imagination and captivating stories, a new children's book has emerged to empower our young minds with crucial life lessons, life skills, and financial literacy. Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure is a cheering short story written by a talented black author who understands the importance of equipping our youth in the early stages of life with the tools they need to navigate the realm of money, savings, and smart choices. Meet Langston Mason and his imaginary best friend, Zonky, a pink elephant, two curious souls who embark on an adventure around the vibrant landscape of Wichita, Kansas, where Langston Mason sets out to accomplish multiple goals and is met with obstacles that he must overcome. Langston Mason and Zonky discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. Langston Mason, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonky, Langston Mason learns about the value of money and how to save, the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges, with money, and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and emerging and, and engaging storytelling, Young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mason set savings goals, teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mason's Coolamated Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors. It is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mason, Zonky, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored if you would consider exploring Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts. Your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Your support in spreading the word about Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy me um, Chandler Hayes um, and and am excited to join the community of storytellers with a background in finances I am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature Langston Mason's Coolamate Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. 
As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success, and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement, and I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me. Uh, You can reach me at the email c287gph at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Warmest regards. Have a great day. God bless.